With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom One, two, three. resident herbalist Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. We're here to empower you. That's what we like to do here on Herb Talk. Thanks for joining us on the American Voice Radio Network. Magical engineer Frank and I got a great show. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to finish up our phantom blood pressure issue that we started Tuesday. I may have to back up a little bit just in case we have new listeners tonight that you know, want to know what we're talking about. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about the delayed flu season that we have and what that means. Um, also, if we get time, we may talk about how we can release more tension. People are uptight. So we're going to talk about that and a quack report. But before we get to all that great stuff, big salute and semper fighter, righteous men and women in uniform. I'm lifting them up in prayer in our nation. You and me, we're together in this. And I have brought my devotional. And today's devotional is John 14 and Proverbs 3, and it goes like this. Trust is a golden pathway to heaven. And so when you walk on this path, you live above your circumstances. My glorious light shines more brightly on those who follow this path of life. Dare to walk on the high road with me, for it is the most direct route to heaven. The low road is um, circumstitious, twisting and turning in agonizing knots. And there are high hangs, there the air hangs heavy and dark. Ominous clouds prompt predominate. But relying on your own understanding will weigh you down. Trust in me absolutely, and I will make your path straight. Yeah, I hope you're seeking the Lord's face, mind the time, because it's growing short. So, you know, seek the Lord. It is the way. And without further ado, let's do the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, first up in the quacker, um, President Trump, Donald Trump, is uh, saying uh, basically recently in some uh, interviews that he plans to replace the Affordable Care Act. Uh, he's kind of not giving too many details, but he did say that uh, it will have lower numbers and lower deductibles. Well, amen to that. And um, Trump said he would also target pharmaceutical companies over their drug prices. They're politi politically protected, but he says not anymore. 
Well, good. I mean, it's about time someone stood up because uh, I talked to somebody this week. They said they're, um, they had to have a special medication, and um, it went from, uh, I think, $100 to like $3,000, just like that. Bam. So who can, who can predict that stuff from happening, and how can, who can afford it? Nobody. Moving along in the quack report, uh, measles outbreak in L.A., uh, six months after California's strict vaccine law took effect, they've had 20 people that have fallen ill in Los Angeles County. Uh, California is one of the three states that forbid children from opting out of vaccines because of religious or personal beliefs. So uh, immigrants, they think, pouring into the United States have brought these uh, diseases are now becoming a problem. U.S. authorities, including immigration, are aware of the disease threats that are um, originating uh, as uh, people pour in. But, of course, you know, apparently that, that flow has been shut off, so we'll see what happens. Uh, moving along in the quacker, uh, the first GMO apple, genetically modified apple, is going to hit the market in 10 Midwest states, February and March of this year, uh, Golden Delicious, which is a, a GMO apple that's going to be produced by um, Okanagan Specialty Fruits of Summerland, British Columbia. Uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, offering it to 10 stores in, next month and in March. They reduced, they said, the enzyme uh, polyphenol oxidase in the apple to prevent browning. So when the apple is sliced or bitten into or even bruised, um, it will not brown for three weeks. That is just unnatural, isn't it? You know, uh, you cut an apple, walk away three weeks later, it's still as if you cut it. Uh, something wrong with that. 40-pound boxes of sliced apples for your grab-and-go pouch bags. Uh, if you're one of those millennials that likes to just do that and so slice, it, slice your own, <laughs> well, then get ready. It may be a GMO apple. The company has orchards in British Columbia, 85,000 trees in undisclosed, undisclosed locations. Also in Washington state, uh, they say more than 300,000 trees are going to be planted in the springtime, and 500,000 are budding to be planted by 2018. Uh, so the goal is uh, 800 to 1,000 acres of genetically modified apple trees in the northwest and eastern U.S., uh, so um, uh, in addition to the 800 acres in Canada. So while supportive of the science, uh, the Washington uh, apple industry opposed the approval of the GMO apples because it believes, you know, it's got a negative public perception and it would help damage apple sales. While expressing concerns about the market disruption before the USDA, uh, the U.S. Apple Association is now neutral, stresses that all apples are safe and healthy and nutritious to eat. Mm. I'm looking for organic, and that's it. Uh, last but not least, in the quack report, uh, here's some really freaky science. Organisms created with synthetic DNA. Yet yeah, E. coli microbes are now being modified to carry an expanded genetic code, which researchers say will ultimately allow them to be reprogrammed. That's right. Scientists uh, in the United States have modified E. coli microbes to carry what they call a beefed-up payload of genetic material they say will ultimately allow them to program how the organisms operate and even behave. Uh, 
So the work is aimed at making these bugs churn out new kinds of proteins, which they want to harvest and turn into prescription drugs. And, um, you know, they want to treat all these diseases with this. So the, re it's, the report was published Monday. Scientists described their modification of these microbes as a starting point in their efforts to, quote, create organisms with wholly unnatural attributes and traits not found elsewhere in nature, end of quote. So what they're doing is they're making a semi-synthetic life form. They want to lay the foundation for synthetic biology, um, basically uh, creating a new life form and a new function outside of God's copyright. What do you think of that? And that wraps the quack report. Thank you, Frank. Okay. Um, let's back up a little bit. Just in case you weren't with us Tuesday, we were talking about the phantom blood pressure topic. Uh, medical science um, tells us that people can have diabetes before their blood work indicates that they have diabetes. But now medicine says that you, one out of eight Americans has a blood pressure problems that don't show up when they are examined by their doctor. So medicine is calling this phenomenon, blood pressure problem, the mass hypertension. And February uh, next month is Heart Health Month. So we're going to take a look at this particular condition. Should we be worried about it? What can we do? How can we protect ourselves? Well, it's kind of a lurking hypertension issue, according to medicine. Uh, medical science says that about 17 million Americans have masked hypertension. So I'm sure patients are kind of stunned to learn that their normal blood pressure reading while at the doctor's office isn't normal at all. Typically, they're being told what happens is their blood pressure reads normal at the doctor's office and then becomes elevated outside of the doctor's office. So this is how, you know, the, the study is describing this condition. And they did the study at Mailman uh, School of Public Health at Columbia University in New York. So you may be familiar with this phenomenon of patients, you know, they tend to have blood pressure being elevated while they're visiting their doctor, but then it drops to normal when they leave the doctor's office. This is kind of the opposite from the masked hypertension, and it's called white coat hypertension. So people can become nervous or anxious while they're at the doctor's office. They can elevate their blood pressure a little bit. Or, you know, a lot of people, hey, if you're at the doctor's office, nine out of ten times you're sick, and when you're sick, your blood pressure is elevated. So that's normal. Uh, so they don't really have a cardiovascular condition in those situations. But in the study, the research team looked at 800 adults who had no history of hypertension and took their blood pressure initially and then had them wear a blood pressure monitor that registered blood pressure even, oh, oh every half hour. So it revealed that 14% of the test group had what they considered mass hypertension. So the only way for modern medicine to really diagnose mass hypertension or even the white coat hypertension is to have patients wear a 24-hour blood pressure monitor device. So the research was published in the January 2017 uh, Journal of the American Journal of Epidemiology, and the research confirms earlier research on masked hypertension that was done at Stony Brook at Columbia University. That was published in the December 2016 Journal of Circulation. So in the earlier study, about 16% of the test group had the masked hypertension, 
which has um, also been, you know, called uh, borderline hypertension. That may be a familiar term to you there. Another element that they pointed out uh, by the earlier study was that those who have the mass hypertension outside of clinical settings were younger patients, and they were had normal weight compared to older patients that typically are overweight. So we also should note that mass hypertension, the syndrome occurs when participants are ambulatory throughout their day. You know, they're exerting, they're working. That typically does increase blood pressure a little bit. Here is a quote um, from newhealthadvisor.com that says, an increase in blood pressure happens because there is an increase in the demand for oxygen by the muscles. So to ensure this, the heart beats with more force and more blood is pushed out. So the, the heart is working more and systolic blood pressure will naturally increase during exercise or exertion. Yet, you know, medicine acts kind of surprised at this finding. Here's a quote from um, Dr. Joseph Swartz, professor of psychiatry and sociology at the Stony Brook Columbia University. He says, these findings debunk widely held beliefs that ambulatory blood pressure is usually lower than systolic blood pressure. I never could figure that out, you know? Why, if you're moving around, you're, you're working hard, that your blood pressure should be lower than when you're sitting on the edge of an exam bed at the doctor's office? All right, let's look at some medical recommendations. Uh, medical science is suggesting that patients with masked hypertension be monitored on a regular basis but they're not requiring you to wear a device, simply recommending patients stay in contact with their doctor more frequently and get frequent checks. So all cardiovascular disease is really treated the same way by modern medicine. It's prescription drugs, and when they don't work, then it's surgery. That's basically how it goes. Well, let's look at the hypertension diet, because over the last two decades, many reports have been published on the effects of diet and hypertension, and most Americans really don't, well, they don't stick to diets. You know, uh, they consume the convenient processed foods, and that mistake is what uh, they make. Um, and they don't, and their doctor, they listen to their doctor who really has no experience with food being the main source of your medicine. So consistent whole food lifestyles over time correct most of the health issues because food is your medicine. So high blood pressure, cancer, diabetes are barely a blip on the map when it comes to the typical lifestyle, let's say, of the Mediterranean. So this lifestyle is basic. They use whole food, uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, whole grains, and it means that their food basically is in its original packaging. So cold-pressed olive oil, they also use that, and they replace that highly processed oil with the olive oil. Now, in the February 2008 European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, uh, they published a study on the basic way of eating, and they concluded that there's a direct link between the lifestyle reducing hypertension. So the reason is organic foods in their original form are packed full with a lot of minerals and vitamins that the body needs for, for health. So fast food, prepackaged foods, they've been stripped of that nutrition. They don't offer that. So an added note is you want to avoid smoking and a lot of alcohol and substance abuse so you can protect your cardio system and even your whole body. So the alternative is that you're going to eat that Western-type lifestyle, 
and uh, you're going to get ready for the pharmaceutical drugs for life for about 10, 15 years, and then there's surgery after that in an attempt to save your life. So that's usually how it goes. That's how it goes when you're talking about cardiovascular. Well, let's look at some heart tonic herbs. Uh, those who have weak cardiovascular systems, they may need some extra support as they're transitioning away from the toxic lifestyle and eating more whole food, healthy Mediterranean types of dishes um, because toxic lifestyles really going to kill your health. They are. So uh, if you use some medicinal herbs, that can help you in your transition to strengthen you because history shows us that civilizations of the past, like the Greeks and Native American Indians, they actually tapped in, into using certain herbs to help their cardio and their heart. Hawthorn berries is just one example. The name Hawthorn comes from the Old English means hedge thorn. It's easy to remember Hawthorn berries as a cardiovascular system support herb because it's bright red in color, just like blood. And so the, this very small berry is packed full of a, a lot of antioxidants, uh, has very important action. It balances the cardio system. So a lot of the medicinal action from hawthorn berries is it's going to strengthen the heart muscle. It's going to dilate coronary arteries. It reduces a chest pain, helps prevent blood clots, and lowers blood pressure. So if you're experiencing symptoms of a heart attack, and the thought of going to the emergency room doesn't appeal to you, well, then you better have some hawthorn berries on hand. So herbs are food. So whole food diets pretty much going to be the key to overall health, however you slice or dice it. And, of course, your medicinal herbs are also foods, and they can help strengthen and even reverse some devastating conditions like angina and chest pain, arterial sclerosis, congestive heart failure, hypertension, and hypotension, so that's high and low blood pressure, circulation problems, anxiety, arrhythmias, heart flutters, AFib, low stamina, insomnia, weight gain, hot flashes, stroke or heart attack, and indigestion, and even liver malfunction. So I, why people don't, you know, utilize a lot of these medicinal herbs that God put here for you, I have no idea why they don't. Well, let's look at some um, science because science agrees. Uh, before you say the ancient people uh, that were using the hawthorn berries, for instance, that's not legitimate as, you know, scientific medicine is really dealing with heart disease and serious matters. Well, you should actually check out the, the medical research regarding Hawthorne Berry because in 2008, the Center for Advanced uh, Heart Health studied Hawthorne, found it, it can help with regards to heart problems. So the Cochrane Research Group is also involved, tested Hawthorne extract, compared it to placebos in treating chronic heart failure patients. So here's what they said about the Hawthorne Berry. Number one, it improved tolerance to exertion and workload. Number two, it increased exercise tolerance. Number three, it reduced oxygen consumption by the heart. It also reduced shortness of breath and fatigue. And lastly, no side effects with the, uh, as compared to the heart drugs, which gives uh, nausea, dizziness, heart and stomach complaints. Hmm. Let me read you a quote from Dr. Ru Ling Gaio, complementary medicine Peninsula Medical School, University of Exeter, UK, he said, there is good evidence 
that hawthorn extract can bring additional benefit. And also Dr. Max Pittler, Director of Complementary Medicine, Peninsula Medical School at Exeter UK said, if I had chronic heart failure, I certainly would use it, end of quote. And lastly, Dr. Greg Farinow, uh, Director of Heart Failure, the Heart Failure Program at the University of California, Los Angeles, he says, there was a larger Hawthorne Berry study that was released in 2007 that impressed me even more. The study was not included in peer review and remains unpublished. It does indeed demonstrate that Hawthorne is not harmful, is helpful, and also it um, would not normally be recommended to patients. So it is attractive to think that there's a natural over-the-counter supplement that improves outcomes. Unfortunately, medical professionals have not been able to identify it so far. Well, it's because it's not told to taught to them. It's, you know, buried. It's not in the journal articles like the drugs are. Yeah, the, the journal articles typically that the doctors are reading are paid advertising by the drug manufacturers. And that's it. Uh, let's follow the money. You know, because Hawthorne berries and a lot of other heart Herbs work to strengthen and repair the heart and cardio system, but herbs don't make modern medicine the profits drugs and surgery do. Therefore, you can expect most physicians and cardiologists won't see these small studies as they are not going to get the attention the drug peer review studies get. So it's a very sad thing when people put their trust in science when it does not always have their best interest in mind. So as more people figure this out and they start using foods and medicinal herbs to correct health problems, you're going to see market changes. So just think what life would be like without soda, candy, fast food, convenience prepackaged foods, and all those snacks. Weight would be much easier to manage, and a vast majority of internal medicine diseases would just vanish. You're not eating that toxicity anymore that's causing the problem. So it is quite simple. Aside from trauma, the wrong foods support modern medicine and the drug industry. That's straight up. All right. You know, if, if you've got the same problem going on for years and years and years and you haven't changed anything, that's the problem. You haven't made any uh, really important changes. Um, sometimes change is a good thing. And if I had heart disease, you know, I would not spare another minute without herbs and foods that would make my system stronger and healthier. So if you have cardiovascular problems, you may want to consider Hawthorne berries and an extract or a tincture. And you may even want to consider the heart cholesterol blood pressure formula at Apothecary Herbs. So both of them are there. They have a heart attack pack case of an emergency, I don't know how many people have called and written me and said, hey, that thing brought us that, brought me out of a heart attack like in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because a lot of these herbs like hawthorn berries and cayenne, they are vasodilators. They work like tetracycline only natural way, better, without side effects. So, you know, put your trust in, in God's medicine because he put the, 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 the herbs here for you. For you, herbs are here for the service of man and the healing of the nations. God said that, uh, you know, that, that would be Genesis 1, 
chapters uh, 2930 and, and Psalms 104, 104, 14, verse 14, 104, verse 14. Hey, God can't lie. And Revelation 22, verse 2, I think it is. So, you know, God cannot lie. So uh, tap into his natural medicine, his whole foods, whole foods. Get that lifestyle together. That's the big, big key. You have so much power over that. Why aren't you doing it? Why are you deciding to trust a white coat? They don't care. As long as they write these prescriptions and you pay their office fee, they don't care. Not really. Hey, nobody's going to care more about your health than you. So be proactive out there. Get strong because pharmaceutical drugs just make your body dependent and weak. Weakness, weakness leads to failure. That's what happens when the body gets weak, and that's why people wind up on the OR table. See? So visit thepowerherbs.com. Check out the heart section, the heart and cardio section, and get empowered. If you don't have Internet access, uh, give them a call, get a catalog, and empower yourself. 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. Thepowerherbs.com. That's where your healthcare options just became endless because these are tools for you to become powerful. You know, learn how to use them. That's what Apothecary Herbs is there. They put give you the tools and the information how to use them. It's simple. I don't think healthcare should be complicated, right? Aside from trauma, modern medicine, ah, not really doing so much to help you. They may be able to stabilize you, but after that, what are they doing? They're creating a patient for life. Who wants that? Strengthen yourself. Get the stuff that strengthens you. Put that lifestyle together. Get those herbs together. And you'll be amazed what you can do. Hey, if you're on the website, do sign up for the newsletters. They are free. They go out each week through email. The American Survival goes out on Tuesday, and the Health Quest goes out on Friday. And thank you so much for your feedback. A lot of people are, are saying how they really like the information in those uh, newsletters. It helps them out a lot. They share them. They, they email them around to family and friends, which is cool. It's free. You might as well sign up and get empowered. It's what it's about. i got to take a break. We'll be right back. into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866 
866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w's.thepowerherbs.com. buildings with a single bound faster than a locomotive whoa find the superman in you listen to herb talk live with herbalist wendy wilson pandemics will be a part of our future the question is how do we protect ourselves are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. Herb Talk Live has your HMO, herb medicine options, coming up next. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
Herb Talk. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson, and we're going to jumpstart the second segment of the show. We're going to be talking about this delayed flu season. Have you noticed this? Any flu cases in your area? Uh, well, the flu season of 2016 and 17 may be recorded as the mildest flu season to occur since 2012. Now, some may think that the flu vaccine is working to keep the outbreak of influenza to a minimum, while others think the strain of the flu is milder this year and not affecting as many. On the other, the other thing to consider is that fewer people are volunteering to get the flu shot, and so they're not shedding off the flu virus and infecting more people. So more parents, get this, are skipping the uh, seasonal flu shot for their children. Uh-huh. So we're going to take a look at what's going on here. What's the trend here? And uh, how is this affecting the flu season here? Mm. Well, there was this survey in the United States. The University of Georgia conducted this survey of the American people asking if they planned on getting the flu shot in the fall or winter months of this year, 2016-17. Previous surveys stated that four out of 10 Americans went and got their seasonal flu shots. But according to Glenn Norwalk, director of Grady Center for Health at the University of Georgia, he stated that 50% of, of the U.S. population said they intended um, to not get, they weren't going to get the flu shot this year. And they said it was, and they asked them why. They asked the people why. And they said it was due to several factors, but guess what? All these reasons they gave were rooted in they don't trust the product. Here's the big four. They said the effectiveness of the flu vaccine fluctuates due to guessing which viruses will be active. They don't like that guessing part. Also, number two, the flu vaccine, not perfect. No guarantee it's going to deliver results. Mm. Number three, flu vaccines don't get enough testing. They're kind of fast-tracked, you see, because they're seasonal. And number four, people feel that you can get the flu from the vaccine, the flu shot. Okay, so they don't want to get the flu, so no thanks. Well, according to Glenn Norwalk, he says one of the challenges with the flu vaccine is we've plateaued in terms of the number of people who get the seasonal flu vaccine. He says typically they're finding two out of three 60-year-olds will get the flu shot, but then only 30% of those uh, that are 45 to 49 get the flu shot, 10% if they're 30 to 44 years of age, and then 5% for 18 to 29-year-olds. So, <clears throat> you know, the younger you are, the less likely you're going to get it. That's why they're plateauing out with the older, older segment. So why are parents uh, saying no to the uh, flu shot? Well, uh, the University of Michigan's health system they published some findings on parental concerns regarding childhood flu shots in February of 2016. Uh, a large segment, like 59% of the American parentals out there, declined the flu vaccine. So the overall reason uh, recorded was that parents didn't think that the influenza vaccine was all that important compared to other childhood vaccines. And parents also 
didn't want to overload their children with too many pathogens and vaccines, so they opted out of the flu shot. So more parents also felt that the flu vaccine was a fast-tracked vaccine and received less testing before it entered the market. And also parents felt the influenza vaccine did not work very well at preventing the flu and offered side effects. So currently, modern medicine recommends the flu vaccine to children ages 6 months to 18 years of age. Well, and I, if you listen to the show, you heard about the future flu treatment that could be coming down the pike. I'm going to touch on this briefly. Uh, if you missed the show, you might want to go back to um, the influenza gene. It's in the archive section at thepowerherbs.com. But I mentioned previously that scientists at Houston Methodist Hospital, they're experimenting with gene editing, and they believe they've identified the gene that deals directly with influenza. So they call the gene the TRIM29 gene, and um, they've eliminated the gene from mice, and it prohibits them from being infected with the influenza virus. So I imagine, um, I imagine that if, you know, medical science proclaims they've perfected this, you know, editing treatment to remove the flu uh, from people, no flu infections because they've edited out that gene, I would think parents are going to have to have some valid objections to protect their children from being genetically edited because science is just steamrolling over that. All right. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about. Let's see. Uh, here's a quote from Sarah Clark. She's from the associate. She's the associate director at University of Michigan's Mott Children's Hospital. She says this: Despite public health efforts, flu vaccine rates for children for U.S. children are well below the national target. So when investigating why some parents do not have their children vaccinated with influenza vaccine, we find that parents do not believe the flu vaccine to be safe, effective or important, end of quote. Ooh. Well, I guess you're going to see some new marketing campaigns next year on trying to circumvent that. <laughs> well, let's look at the flu season, because the flu season can span about six months in the North American continent from October to March. Health experts expect the virus to spread more easily due to the cold weather. People are indoors more. But people in the tropics, closer to the equator, they can get the flu year-round there. So what science fails to consider is that a majority of the winter months here in the United States include holidays that promote more sugar consumption. So as little as two and a half ounces of sugar will suppress the human immune system for many hours, making us more vulnerable to pathogens. Now, typically, February is the biggest month for the flu, as it indicates uh, well, it includes the fifth sugar-filled holiday, Valentine's Day, okay? So by the time February rolls around, many of us have weakened immune systems. They've been suppressed with all the sugar from, you know, from October with Halloween through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and and then Valentine's Day is kind of the cherry on top, huh? Well, and what about uh, we don't want to get panicked regarding flu pathogens and pandemics and all that because – it was in June 2016 that the media was projecting for a record flu season this year. Oh, yeah. They cautioned people, get prepared for the flu season. It's going to be twice as bad as the last one, so you better get vaccinated. 
So the campaigns were like kind of scaring people. And the Society for Risk Analysis actually used the word, quote, pandemic influenza outbreak, uh, you know, within the whole, you know, that, that was somehow to legitimize their um, their promoting of getting the flu vaccine. So it somehow gave their estimates more legitimacy by describing it as a pandemic influenza outbreak. Now, in 1991, this is important. This is so important. Parents out there, listen up. Grandparents, listen up. In 1991, the National Center for Biotechnology uh, Information, that's a government agency, uh, they published some results of their clinical research. And uh, it was regarding the childhood vaccines that were causing microencephaly. Now, where have you heard that term recently? Microencephaly. Oh, right, right, the Zika virus thing, right? So they published in 1991 clinical trial research on childhood vaccines causing microencephaly that the Zika virus has recently been blamed for, okay? So what's up with that? Well, more specifically, their scientific report showed that the combination of vaccine of the tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, that's your whooping cough, they call it the DDAP vaccine, T as in Tom, D-A-P vaccine, childhood vaccine. Uh, they said that this vaccine, this combo, is, is, the, is actually the real culprit for encephal, uh, and, and microencephaly. I had to read that again when I read that report. I was like, straight up, what? All right. So uh, they knew this. Uh, their human clinical trials showed that children suffered horrible central nervous system damage, brain damage, microencephaly, meningitis, epilepsy, spasms, encephalitis, et cetera, from this vaccine, this medical treatment. All right, so their report included earlier research of similar problems going back to 1957. Therefore, the halls of science have known for some time that these vaccines offer some devastating and deadly risks. So the FDA is also aware, but the pharmaceutical industry has downplayed the damage as, quote, isolated risks, and that the few destroyed children don't outweigh those who are able to tolerate the assault. So the public should know that pharmaceutical industry, they make changes to these vaccines periodically, and nobody's told about it. Uh, and, and we see different outcomes in different segments and areas of the population depending on which formulation they're using. So these changes demonstrate real-time testing trials on the public without their knowledge. So the cases of adverse events are not always reported, and this gives the illusion that children which are harmed are the very rare and isolated segment. So scientific medicine has been experimenting with their concoctions on populations for decades. And making such dangerous treatments mandatory is criminal and inhumane. So please remember this. The next time scientific medicine insists you or your child get vaccinated. Oh, and I can't leave this topic without mentioning the Super Bowl. I can't. Uh, January 2016, 
Tulane University released a flu study published in the American Journal of Health and Economics. Tulane School of Public Health evaluated county statistics from 1974 to 2009 and found a correlation on the increased flu deaths with regard to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, my intent's not to, um, you know, offend any Super Bowl fans out there. I'm just reporting. Uh, the research team claims that those states and counties that had a team participating in the Super Bowl had an 18% higher risk of flu complications. And you're, gonna, you're probably scratching your head saying, oh, what? Uh, well, this is what they said. In particular, they said the researchers described how the flu pathogen was being passed around at in-home Super Bowl parties. They stated that participants that were 65 years and older had a more serious risk as they were considered to be more vulnerable to catching the flu. So researchers at Tulane said that it did not help that the Super Bowl occurs in the peak of the flu season, hmm? and there is more sugar and alcohol consumed at these parties, which, again, will lower immune system. Yeah, you know, sharing the dip and the peanut bowl and all that stuff, uh, pathogens kind of transfer. All right, um, also i got to make you aware of some flu shots for infants. This is where science is coming uh, down the pike for your infants. Um, if you thought giving six-month-old babies the flu vaccine was questionable, you got to wait for the newest vaccine science is producing. Medical science, they're already produced it now, okay, so they'll be coming real soon. Uh, medical science wants to inoculate infants with flu pathogens. That's right. Get ready for the infant flu vaccine for children younger than six months. So this program... Um, has the stamp of approval from the World Health Organization that says such a vaccine is very needed to stop infantile flu deaths. So the research is saying they have isolated an important protein that may offer infants protection. Now keep in mind that the best virologists in the world admit that they don't know enough about the immune system and how it works to be dabbling with it. But that's what vaccines do. They dabble with your immunity. So the infant flu vaccine is the developmental brainchild of the University of Missouri School of Medicine. And, um, and according to the medical doctors, infants younger than six months don't have an immune system that works yet, and they don't have any antibody protection. Well, that sounds good, right? Unless you're educated. Uh, this is why our creator made colostrum in mother's milk. Colostrum is packed full of immune system protection that's passed on to the infant. And medical science has actually analyzed colostrum and found it to contain antibodies and immunoglobulin, which help protect the newborn infants from infectious pathogens. So therefore, colostrum offers more protection than anything science can produce. And of course, science cannot duplicate it and baby formula, not the same as mother's milk. However, scientists are in um, reality, what they're doing is they're adding this protein adjuvant to the influenza vaccine for infants, but the protein, what it is, is found in mother's milk. It's called lactoferrin. 
why not just nurse the baby, get the protection that way without the risk of injecting influenza into your infant? Uh, well, you know, that doesn't make the medical and pharmaceutical establishment any money, see? And by the way, the infant flu vaccine will be used on premature infants. Scary thought. Uh, science is looking at adding lactoferrin to adult vaccines as well because science says it has unidentified protective qualities against secondary infections like pneumonia. Well, isn't that what they're worried about infants dying from, from the flu, is the secondary complication of pneumonia? When already interferon is in the mother's milk colostrum, they're not going to get it if they're being nursed. Here is a uh, quote from Jan Barger. She's a registered nurse and a lactation consultant in Illinois. She says, if human colostrum could be commercially manufactured with all the same antibodies and immunoglobulin in it, it would cost $80 an ounce. Wow. So the next time, the next time you thought, you know, nursing was a waste of time, well, just remember that. All right, there is a spike. Be aware that you may see some small spikes in the number of flu cases in February, as it is the big flu month. North Carolina and the news media are already reporting an uptick in flu cases, and local hospitals are now prohibiting children from visiting family and friends at the hospital. Well, because hospitals are hotbeds for influenza and other pathogens, the whole complex is contaminated with the, all sorts of diseases. So if you worked at a hospital like I had done back in the 80s, you would know that at the very least you're going to pick up viruses which could produce warts, planter or seed warts, which garlic paste will take care of that. But that's the least of your problems is warts when you go into a hospital. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I want you to beware because when you allow the immune system to uh, defeat the influenza pathogen the natural way, you're going to have lifelong immunity against that particular strain. So if you offer your immune system that opportunity, it will actually also have versatile arsenals in the future against mutated pathogens that seem similar because your immune system has an adaptogen mechanism. So it can take antibodies it's made in the past and tweak them to fit mutated versions. So the standard ingredients in vaccines suppress and sabotage your immune system function. So it's not going to do that for you. So I'm convinced that within each successive generation that is subjected to more inoculations, that will eventually, it's going to produce widespread autoimmune disease. You're not going to have immune system functioning at all. All right, so uh, here's my flu buster. Uh, I, you know, this is what I do. If there's flu, I bust it, and this is how I do it. Because I've had a few herbal secret weapons at, at my fingertips, and I'm going to share them with you. It will vanquish the flu virus within two to three days. If you do it, like I said, to do it. Uh, these are herbs that help the immune system produce more white blood cells quickly, and they circulate them throughout the body, and they attack the infection. So fever, by the way, is a natural indication your immune system is actually working properly, and I would not switch it off with aspirin-type products because you'll be sicker longer because the higher your fever is, the more your immune system's working. The more 
macrophages and killer white blood cells are working to clear the infection. So you want to keep a fever wet, so you want to hydrate and drink lots of fluids, and this helps flush out the debris of the pathogen after the immune system kills it. So I find also that a few warm baths throughout the day help relieve the achy, the achy feeling uh, from flu symptoms, because uh, so, a lot of people take the aspirin products for the aches and pains and also the fever. It's also imperative to rest, rest. Don't go to school. Don't go to work. Rest. Don't don't go to work and, and give it to everybody else. You have to rest. The body needs rest in order to overcome this. So here are my flu buster formulas. If you're looking at them on the PowerHerbs.com website or if you're looking at them in our product catalog, um, one that I like is the th My Three Amigos uh, combo. It's available in adult and children's versions. It has a synergistic effect, and it really helps a lot. Uh, so first signs, I would take that. Also, if you tend to get some diarrhea with the flu, sometimes you do, uh, use the slippery elm. It'll stop that right away. Also, if you nauseated, the ginger root is excellent. And for uh, children, for immune boosting, I like the children's echinacea, of course. For you adults, we have the adult echinacea variety. And uh, for any any aches and pain and inflammation, you can take a little of the Willow Bark Meadowsweet formula, also known as our pain anti-inflammatory. It does not interfere with immune system function. Also, if you tend to have head or sinus congestion with your flu bug, uh, then the Echinacea Deluxe is the way to go. And if it, you tend to morph into a complicated version of pneumonia, uh, then use the pneumonia kit or the lung congestion kit. Both are great for bronchitis and pneumonia issues. So if that's the way you want to handle it, the natural way, that's how I would do it. Those products are powerful, and they do work. Now, for prevention, I, I like to use the all-in-one tonic. Use a maintenance dose once or twice a week uh, or the astragalus root. And, of course, you can also find a lot of these formulas in the pandemic kit and have that on hand. So you can uh, open that pandemic kit for the flu season and um, – and just follow directions. So uh, it is a great versatile kit to have, especially for, and flu bugs do qualify in the pandemic realm, so you can use that. So you can call Apothecary Herbs for your full flu buster herb formulas and prevent or overcome the flu in record time. Uh, call now and get a catalog or order by phone at 866-229-3663. That's 866 866- 229-3663. If you're outside the U.S., the international number is 704-885-0277. Of course, the website, thepowerherbs.com. Thepowerherbs.com. That's where your health care options just became endless. So uh, don't fear the flu and don't think that you have to be inoculated because you have a powerful immune system and all it needs is some strong nutrition full of vitamins and minerals and nutrients in those herbs. That's why they're medicinal herbs to power you through and help your immune system code that pathogen so in the future you're covered, covered. Why do you want to negate that? That's, what, that's like God, God did it for you. He says if you come in contact with this infection, let the immune system work. Next time you come in contact with that infection, you already have an antibody. You won't even feel sick. That's how the immune system works, or it's supposed to, if you're not interfering with it, with vaccines and antibiotics. Thepowerherbs.com. Check it out. 866-229-3663, and sign up for the newsletters. Be empowered. They're free. I can see by the clock. I'm out of time. 
I am. This hour went just like that. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. Seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician before using any product or therapy. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
are men, women, and children once at home, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Playhills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is January 26, 2017. The world is in turmoil. Most don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end, and that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Hear the sound of the shofar. Heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. Please make this choice tonight. I can't tell you how important it is to you because whether or not there's a world war or anything else, you could die of cancer. You could walk out in front of a car. So many things could happen, and you need to be right with the Father because once you go, it's too late. So I emphasize, please, please, please get right now before it's too late. If you need help after this program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682. In an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. Now, you can always find updates with the breaking news, the Wichita Mission Church, radio program archives, contact information, all this in our ministry hub, which is very simply prophecyhour.com. Now, we're working on some new things for you. Like one, we're working on an, uh, an app for your cell phone. Well, now our, our archive page has an app that you can get. We're working on one for our for our ministry. Uh, prayerfully, we're, I haven't heard about it lately. Um, it's been a couple of months since he's been working on it. It's been a busy season, but prayerfully, pray for this fellow so that this gets done quickly because I know you folks are, are needing it. Remember, prayer requests can be sent by United States Postal Service and email with your return address and your phone number to call you back. Well, your return address so that we can, we're going to take it to the Wichita Mission Church. 
We're going to anoint it with oil. We're going to pray over it. Then we're going to send it back to you because some people like to have them in return. And there's even some scripture about that, so to speak. Anyway, the, so pray about it. Um, and as far as your address goes, this isn't a way to get your address and start sending you things. We will not solicit you for donations, just as my wife says. Basically, we'll just lose the address after we send it to you, unless, of course, you tell us to to hang on to it, which we are going to start sending out a monthly um, a little newsletter about what's going on with the Mission Church to people that request it and supporters. Now, that's separate from the prayer list. If you want that, you're going to have to send us a request by United States Postal Service that you want it. Anyway, uh, we also have a prayer request form on the right-hand side of prophecyourmessiahsbranch.com pages, so go check it out. Remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast on a lot, is simulcast live on an internationally on YouTube. It's live on YouTube right now and on some FM stations. So pray about supporting airtime. And if you want to find out absolutely every put, well, you can't find out every. Okay. If you want to find out where we're live broadcasting from, go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You know, when I was preparing, uh, the the links that would go into an app, uh, I thought I'd do, you know, I did a Google search, you know, about where our radio programs were at. And you wouldn't believe how many places are picking up our program. You know, while I get a count from our main uh, branch.potomatic.com, we're on Stitcher. We're on uh uh, feed buzz. We're on. We're on some. So many of those pick those up, and I think the last count. I think I saw eight or more to where our program is is picked up, and then people go to it and listen that way. So I have no idea how many people are listening. The, the, so the ones that I'm reporting on are the ones that I'm noticing from branch.potomatic.com. Of course, being on live radio, like right now on satellite and FM stations, I have no idea how many people are listening. The listener base is, is, is huge. Anyway, so remember, though, to do all this, airtime costs. And we have a really uh, good, decent price for being on airtime. But the problem is, is this program doesn't sell anything. You know, I offer once in a while, uh, if you want to consider actually sponsoring the program, maybe doing a, a minute ad or something for your product or your ministry, let me know. Maybe we can work something out. But in the meantime, we need your support for airtime because we don't sell anything. Anyway, so while we're on this subject, let's thank our listener base. Places like Jerusalem, Israel, Tokyo, Japan. Manila, Philippines, Nairobi, Kenya, Cape Town, South Africa, Westminster, London, United Kingdom. You know, Westminster, I just thought, you know, United Kingdom. Anyway, Santiago, Chile, um, Iran, Moscow, Russia, and, of course, cities in the United States, just like Houston, Texas, Washington, D.C., New Orleans, Louisiana, Lexington, Kentucky, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Raleigh, North Carolina, Tampa, Florida, which in Raleigh, by the way, we picked up, a, uh, we got a donation from a, a new supporter over there, so thank you over there in Raleigh. 
um, Tampa, Florida, Long Beach, California. These are just to name a few. That's why I keep changing them every couple of weeks. To, I want to make sure I give a shout out to you folks that I know that are listening. But of course, Wichita, Kansas remains the largest group of listeners to our radio programs, at least when they podcast later tonight. Now, I know you're tired of hearing me talk, so let's have a prayer and get on with the program. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, I pray. Father, I pray that radio tonight goes according to your will and not ours. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. So thank you, Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name. Bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, Trump, uh, it's really funny. You know, Trump uh, said he's going to do all these things, and, and you know what? He's been doing them. Uh, he's did such a fast pace, and he signed a whole bunch of executive orders. In fact, the the 24-hour news cycle can't even keep up with him because just before the radio program, uh, this radio program, I looked up a thought. Well, I'll get the list, and you know, they're the, they don't even have the list up for what he did today. And so he's been going very, very fast. And I thought it was a good subject to talk about, especially. The program I was going to do, I decided not to do it this time. I'm going to do it next week because of this cold that I have. So I thought I'd bring on somebody that's really educated about things, and you all seem to like him real well. Let's bring on uh, my producer, and he's a radio talk show host of his own, Frank Steppen. And, you know, he has his own program called The Frank Report, where Frank is basically really frank about things. So. Here we go again. Are you with me, Frank? Just couldn't help yourself, could you? No, not at all. I was trying to think about two or three other ways that I could say Frank in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like a good name when I thought of it, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. When, oh, you, when you thought of it. Oh, yeah. so you named yourself. Okay. I did. Right. Well, no, my show, I named oh, that. Oh, I, you know, oh. I figured, hey, the Frank what Report. What is Frank Report? And you're being frank about things, Frank. Yeah. You know? Nobody else and, wants to be frank, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, that's one of the things that I, I really like about you is, is that you're, you're honest. You know, you're honest about how you feel, and you know, uh, so. Well, Dan, you, this might come as a surprise, but not everyone likes that. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people actually really get upset about it. They they really don't like it. So, you know, not everybody is uh is a big yeah. fan of people being honest. Yeah, that that's the promise is honesty. And you know, I think that's kind of what we're seeing in Trump, you know, the the people are saying, "Well, I don't know what he's going to do or what he was going to do." And it's, to, well, to me it looks like you, if you want to know what he's going to do, go back and look at what all he said cuz Man, he's been going down quite a list. Don't well, you think? yeah, but you know, you gotta—I mean, you gotta give the people that say that a little bit of uh, credit because this is a new thing. Now, I've never seen it in my lifetime. I mean, you know, people like to—you know—probably the biggest president they like to tout is Reagan. And I, honestly, I was alive at that time, and I didn't like Reagan. I give it this: that Reagan did some probably the best speeches ever given in my lifetime. Right. But his policies just didn't go along with his wonderful speeches. His policies stunk. His, yeah. his speeches were great, but he didn't follow through with any policy behind it. And it appears, it appears, because I don't want to get too confident here, but it appears that Trump so far is at least attempting to take care of some of these promises he made. 
Yeah, absolutely. And let me say something about Reagan. You know, during the Reagan era, I was in the world, you know what I mean? I heard a few of his speeches or whatever, and, you know, I knew—so uh, uh, I really—you know what I mean? I look back at historically, and I and I see that the Soviet Union broke down at the time and everything, and, and uh, I sure didn't like the people that came after him. I believe that—I think that everybody past Reagan has been a globalist. Um, and uh, oh, so was Reagan. Yeah, you know well, that's the whole thing. I mean, so was Reagan. I mean, he made some great speeches. Right. He said some great things. He has some great quotes. You know, oh, the scariest, however many words is, "I'm from the government. I'm here to help you." Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody knows. You know, that's great. That's true. But what did he do about it? Well, he put less regulations on the government so they could come and do that even more. Things didn't right. get better; they got worse because of his policies. I mean, a speech is one thing, and that's the whole. That's my point about people going, "Well, yeah, that's what Trump said, but who knows what he's going to really do?" Well, you know what? Before he started really doing anything, that's a legitimate concern because right. of, of our past. We look at every president, and it's like. Gosh, they're just so full of it. You know, they just say whatever they want to say that they think people like and will vote for them. And then when they get in there, it's like, you know, I'll get back yeah, to it in four it, years. And it's been that way, and it's been that way with, with our Congress and everything. Sure. And I think um, that's why the people, I think, just got so fed up and, and voted him in. What do you think? Yeah, and I don't want to give people the impression that I'm picking on Reagan. The only reason I'm mentioning Reagan is because Reagan has a somewhat favorable impression on people. You know, people right, think, well, right. he was the best president. Well, uh, no, he was the best speaker. Right. Okay, right. he gave the best speeches by far. Uh, but they've all been guilty of the same exact thing. Every one of them has made all kinds of, oh, we're going to, well, I mean, I don't even get started on Obama. Come on. Everybody knows that. Oh, hey, you oh, can keep God. your doctor. You can do, you know, it goes on and on. I mean, this guy just was nothing but one big lie after another. But then again, he doesn't stand alone in that either. So, no, you know, no, to no. see a guy come in and actually, okay, uh, here we go again. You know, uh, how long is it going to be till I have to start hating on this guy? You know, and then he starts doing things that he actually says he was going to do. And, you know, you can disagree. You can say, well, I didn't want a wall. I think that's a bad idea. Okay, you're entitled to believe that. But you lost, we won, and he promised to build a wall. Well, it looks like he's going to do it. Yeah, it sure does. You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, and let's go with this. You know, it is happening at, at, at such a pace. Let, let me say this first for the people. Now, a, a, a lot of people are griping because what he's doing like Obama in signing executive orders. The difference between the executive orders that, he's, that he signed and Obama signed is, like Congress said uh, yesterday, uh, Daryl Issa said, he said that what he's doing is he's, he's cleaning out Obama's trash and going back to the point where he will start bringing things to Congress to actually doing laws. Sure. So these are more legitimate, aren't they, than— Obama's. Well, God, I mean, you know, what he's doing is basically nullifying Obama's, uh, you know, uh, orders. You know, the like thing about executive trash. orders, I'll tell you what, executive orders, I am absolutely against, uh, you know, look, I w I'm not against what executive orders were meant to be, because executive orders were for things like, well, I'm the chief executive, and I am writing an executive order that we're going to lower the flag to half-mast on Thursday because of whatever. 
Right. That's a a legitimate executive order. That's what they were for. You know, there is no provision in the Constitution for the President of the United States, whoever he is, whether you like him or not, whether his executive orders are good and you love him or not, it's not authorized. If it's going to be law or to be like law, it's not authorized. There's nothing in the Constitution that authorizes the President of the United States to make law or simulate law or anything of that nature. Now, he is the chief executive, which makes him the boss of the executive department. And if he wants the executive department to lower the flags at on Thursday, then he can write an order and say, hey, everybody in the executive branch, you're going to lower that flag to half mass, so you're fired. Right, right. And that's right. his job. It's just like at Walmart. The CEO can write an executive order and say, listen, on Thursday, I want everybody in this company wearing a yellow shirt. Or right. you fired. And, and hey, guess what? You know what? That's the law at Walmart if you work there. Right. But it right. isn't the law, you know, for anybody out on the sidewalk. They don't have to wear a yellow shirt. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I do believe that, uh, you know, um, Trump, is, he, he proclaims himself to be the law and order president. I mean, take it off of executive order for uh, a minute. I noticed how hard they came down on the, the people that were protesting um, the inauguration in, uh, uh, you know, uh, D.C., that, you know, some of them, they're talking about facing 10 years in jail. I, I'm hoping that that's a sign not to cringe our rights because it is our right to protest, but it isn't our right to destroy property. And so uh, I hope he is the law and order president. But uh, anyway, back to executive orders. But these things that he's signing are, are just, it's really just fascinating how fast, and I don't think the press can even keep up with them. Well, and they don't need to. You know what? Because we got a president that is not he's not shy about getting on Twitter or YouTube and saying and and letting us know what he wants us to know. You know, I mean, yeah. I everybody, you know, the press is appalled and they make fun of him all the time, the the Twitter in chief and all this stuff. You know, and that's funny and clever and all that, but you know the thing is, I think it's great. I think it's great that the President of the United States, I wish my congressman had that same attitude that, you know, look, I'm going to get on here two, three times a day and let you know what's going on. Right. Why why would I be against that? Well, it's great because then we know really what he's thinking, not filtered through the media. And that's the that that's just killing the media. That's what they hate. Yeah, because he's unfiltered. You know, they can't put their spin on it. Nope. And if they try. He's back on Twitter slamming him. You know? Yeah, he, I mean, he'll is, call him straight up. You're a liar. You're a liar. It, You're fake he, news. You know? Yeah, he, he's quite a guy. He is. He is definitely different. Um, you know, but but going through these, you know, uh, he's sticking to his guns. You know, it doesn't seem like anybody's swaying him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, which brings up Mexico. Uh, he said Mexico was going to pay for the wall. Mm-hmm. He said that's what he was going to do. And I don't know whether he canceled or they both canceled or whatever, but they said, well, okay, we're not going to have the meeting. So he comes up and says, okay, I'll put a tariff on you. Well, you know, <laughs> something about Trump that people understand, and they ought to read his book, The Art of the Deal, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to put a 20% tariff on him. What it means is 
that's that's just a you know a shot across the bow. No, what it means is you're going to come to the table, or you're going to get a twenty percent tariff. Now, if you if you want to talk about it, we can maybe make a better deal for you. But if if that's if you don't want to talk about it, then fine. This is what I'm going to do without you. You right. know, I mean, that's really what it is, and that is deal making. You know, when somebody says, "Okay, uh, hey, I'm coming to visit." And then you go, okay, and here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the wall and how you're going to pay for it. Well, I'm not going to pay for it. Well, yeah, you are. And you, and then the guy goes, well, that's where you are. I'm not going to even show up. Good, then don't show up because if you don't, I mean, because if you show up, we got nothing to talk about because that's what we're going to talk about. And if you right. don't want to, then there's no point in you coming here. But, hey, let me tell you what. You want to keep that up? Fine. I'll just put a 20% tariff on you, and you'll pay for the wall in two years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is the deal because, you know what, the United States is in this whole free trade, wah, 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 is a bunch of BS. We have the biggest market in the world. Right. Anybody anywhere who produces anything wants to sell their stuff. In, right. In order to do that, they have to find a market. You do not want to be locked out of the biggest market on the planet. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know, absolutely. because if push comes to shove, we can make anything we need right here. Right. Because and we have in the past. To do. That's what he's trying to do. Wasn't that with what some of the? Didn't he sign an order that, or you know, say that or something? Yeah. Within this last yeah. Week? He's been real clear that look, you know, we're America first. You know, we gotta we gotta bring manufacturing jobs back to this country to put Americans to work, and it's America first. We'll wor we'll worry about all the other. How are you doing? How's the world doing? After we take care of our own people, which is a reasonable Christian way to look at things, because you know what, Christians are supposed to like. Oh man, my neighbor. You know, I can see. You know, they're right. hungry, and 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 you know, gee, I I should help them. But you know what, if Helping them means my family goes hungry. I can't do that. I have to be well off enough to where my family can eat and I have extra. So now I can go help my my neighbor. But if I don't have that, I can't help anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's my whole pretext that I tell everybody. You know, they talk about wanting to help the homeless or the poor or whatever. I said, you know, you have to put, first off, going into it, you have to set some um, you know, some lines, you know, I have a family, I have a, you know, a ministry and, and lots of things to take care of. We set a line at what we can do and what we can't do because otherwise, and if I have to have people helping me, then that destroys everything that brings down the ministry. And so, I've heard people, pastors, okay. Popular big time pastors out there basically preaching just the opposite of that. No, no, no. Because, you know, they go to the Bible and they say this is another part where they torture the Scripture, right, into saying what they want it to say. And they go, That's well, it says right here, torture the scripture. you know, it uh, says right here, uh, you know, uh, God's supposed to come first. So you're supposed to give all that money to, you know, the church first. And then, hey, if there's anything left over, you can take care of your family. Uh, no. Uh, the Bible says, look, if you're a man... Uh, you can't. You don't take care of your family. You're worse than an infidel. Yeah. Okay, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But infidels are. God doesn't like infidels. Okay, they're bad. And, and when the Bible says you're worse than one of them, well, that's really bad. 
Well, right, and that absolutely that goes back to the Garden of Eden. You know, man was told they had to take care of his family. If if they go back and read that, uh, but it does say it right there at the Garden of Eden. But let's do this, Frank. Tell them where they can find you at because it's already time for a break. Man, your intro was way too long. I mean, it's like I, I know have any chance to talk. Today, but I got a cold, man. You know, I can't thank Claire. All right. Uh, well, I, you know, I've I've got a really easy website. Uh, I mean, we have several different uh, addresses, and I'm not going to give them all because I'm just going to give the easiest one. AVRN.TV. That's really short. It's really easy. Everybody grew up on TV, so you you can't forget that. Okay, so it's just AVRN dot TV. You go there. Everything you need to know about the network is there. Everything you need to know about me is on there. If you want to go to my, uh, I think it's my archive page, and you can read my my little bio. And if you want to go find out more, even about the me and the the network go to the i uh, got well, an about uh you know part abrn tv we better go because we got a producer that's real strict about ready uh break time oh yeah we'll just like you'd always minutes. blame the producer we'll be back in from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Jobs leaving. 
American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 
You know, um, we're, so many were all talking about how Obama was going to, you know, stay in presidency and so on and so forth, or Hillary would be Obama in the presidency and all that stuff. We didn't say that. We didn't say that. And I and I stood with you first. I I implored you to pray with me and to pray with this nation that Trump would become president. And I felt from the first that Trump would um, signal the day. But we won't go into all that because there's so much that goes along with that. But pray about supporting our time. But as far as the homeless and poor, I mean, we really do uh, need your help. We are seeing a huge influx of new people right after the first year. In fact, the, the big mission church over in Wichita kicks everybody out after three months and they go to the street for three months before they can come back again. Well, this time they did it right in wintertime, and we're seeing a huge amount of people coming over looking for help and looking for things and, and you know, blankets, coats, medications, everything. And we're really, you folks listening in Wichita, I wish you would please bring us some blankets and coats. We really need blankets terribly bad, but we need your support to pay the bills. We also need your support to uh, pay for food, which brings this up. My wife just brought this up to me and said, now you got to say this on radio, and I know the commercials take a long time, but I'll, I'll cut to the chase. We got a farmer that said that he will give us cows at a dollar a pound. Now, mind you, we still have to process, which costs about a dollar a pound, and we have somebody volunteered that might know how to process them, but the point is, so maybe basically we can get meat, good meat, for $2, that would make basically $2 a pound. This would be a good chance for us to buy a cow or two and stock the Wichita Mission Church. Now you ask the question like I asked my wife. I said, well, how many pounds are most of these? So I can tell the people so they know how much to donate. Typical woman, well, they weigh how much a cow weighs, you know? And really, okay, well, how much is that? Um, well, I don't know. He said it from 400 to 800 pounds. And I said, well, okay, I'll just tell him what you said. So that's from my wife. But really, we would like to get a couple of cows or, you know, whatever we can get so that we can stock the Mission Church. Because right now we've been buying meat week by week. And most of you uh, mothers out there or fathers or dads out there, you know that when you buy week by week, you just don't you, you get the bang for your buck. So pray about it. Remember, we are the last hope for many, and we are responsible folks to care one for another, as we are brothers keepers. All donations, no matter what size, helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or mail a check or money order. You can call me if you need the information, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com prophecyhour.com. And now we're back with Frank Stefan, and we're talking about Trump and his mad rush to sign orders, I guess. Are you there with me? I am, and folks, you you really do need to send Dan some money. I mean, don't make me send Vito, okay? <laughs> don't don't make me send Vito out there. Yeah, you know, and, and if you think about it, folks, you know, if everybody would just pony up five bucks a month for Dan, uh, it would go a really long way, and you, you know, you people. I know how people think. They figure, eh, yeah, I could do that. But you know, five bucks. What's five bucks gonna do? Well, if everybody sent in five bucks, it would do, uh, well, everything. You know, I mean, it yeah. would be great. And you know, not just for radio, but for the 
for the homeless people. That you know, you gotta understand, folks. Radio basically is supposed to, you know, okay, inform you and warn you, and that's what you get out of it. But it's really supposed to encourage you to help the homeless. You know, these are people out there out on the street, and Dan's got a mission in helping them, and you know, nothing's free. You know, Ooh. I mean, and if you think, well, huh, it's free to them homeless bums. Well, believe me, they're paying for it. Okay, they might not be paying for it in money, but they're paying for it in ways that you would never want to have to pay for something. Yeah, and right now, you know, that's the other big thing that people miss is that, um, you know, right now in America, they do surveys all the time, Frank, that they say, well, how much is uh, Americans have in savings? And most Americans can't even cover uh, you know, like a, a major $500 repair bill for a car. Well, if you don't have that $500 repair bill for your car, if you lose your job, how long are you going to get to stay in your house, you know, before you're kicked out or your apartment or whatever it is you're renting? And so just because the word homeless, that doesn't mean that you're some kind of a bum or drug addict or so on and so forth. You just mean simply to start off with you don't have the money for a uh, Mm-hmm. Back to you. Anyway, hey. uh, anyway, let, moving right along. So we were talking about Trump and his executive orders. Thinking about that, uh, any of them got your rile up or that you particularly like? Um, uh, well, I don't know. All in all, I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay with all of them. Um, I, you know, I'm. I'm a little leery of some of his picks of people more than I am any executive orders he's written, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much for them because most of his executive orders are getting rid of other executive orders, and I'm all for that. I wish he'd do an executive order getting rid of, like, uh, 75% of the U.S. code while he's at it, but I know he can't do that, but I'm just saying. You know, I mean, we have far too many laws in this country. Everybody does what the study said. everybody, Everybody commits, on average, four felonies a day. You know, and without even right. knowing it, uh, right. that's too many laws, folks. You know, you're living in a situation where they have set it up to where, you know, you go outside and do anything, and you can be arrested at any time for a felony because you, you know, they got it written down where this is a felony and you didn't even know about it, and it's so stupid it's not even funny. You know? Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And along those lines, though, um, you know, we do have, and you know, the the people that he's been meeting with seem to, 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 you know, resonate this, what I'm about to say, is he's the promise to take away so many regulations on, you know, on industry and, and jobs. Well, and I'm a and, little uh, worried about that, you know. Why? Well, because we went through this once before with Reagan. I'm going to okay. deregulate. And everybody cheered, yay, except... The deregulation he talked about was only corporate deregulation. Reagan is the one that paved the way for all these mergers. This is why only five companies own all the mainstream media. You know, this is why Clear Channel was allowed to run around the country buying up every independent FM station. This is why the bankers have got us in. This is Reagan is why quantitative easing was uh, necessary, because he unleashed all the rules that were put in place after the 1929 crash calling uh, called Glass-Steagall, he, got, he right. started getting rid of them because, oh, well, we got to deregulate. Well, no, 
That's not deregulation. I want the government keeping an eye on these corporations because you know I what? Agree with that. These corporations need regulations because they have no morals of their own. Okay? Corporations are set up for one thing and one thing only. That is to maximize gain and profit. And that's yeah, it. Absolutely. And they don't care how they do it. Okay? And they're they're obligated by law. All their offices are obligated by law. If they get caught making decisions for the good of the public that cost their company money, they're fired. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? You know, so absolutely. they need regulations to be their conscience for them. But mom and pa down on the street, they don't need all that. They already have morals and a conscience. You know, that if Donald Trump wants to get rid of regulations, I think he should send people out to start talking to small business owners, not corporations. I'm talking about mom and pa who have a restaurant, have a little store, uh, the guy who's got the lawn maintenance company, the guy who's the painter, the roofer, well, the whoever, and ask them, hey, what regulations are killing you? You know, and he has been talking about those. Uh, I, I pay pretty much close attention, but, he, but that actually is what he has been talking about. For instance, with the EPA and all the environmental rules that are, mm. you know, are stifling gross, um, you know, so hopefully that's what he's going to be after. And I know what you mean by, well, you know, these guys, some of these guys that he's putting in are, you know, billionaires and things like that. Well, but, you know, they are good at what they do. Well, they yeah. They to be specialists in their field. Well, and know? I'm not – I I'm, my gripe is not so much with the billionaire thing. I've heard people, you know, kind of griping about that, that, well, you know, they're all a bunch of billionaires – well, uh, gee, uh, being a billionaire, I don't know. If nothing else, that kind of tells me you're kind of successful. And uh, to do that, you had to have something going on. So maybe you can bring that to the job. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, right. You know, but I'm talking about ideology. Like, for instance, uh, the Supreme Court picks are, I believe, going to be really important. And one name out there being floated around, and I want to tell especially your audience, because I presume this is mostly a Christian audience, that right. that do not support the homosexual agenda. Now, Right, right, absolutely. Well, there's a guy named William Pryor. He's a judge in the 11th Circuit who's being considered for a Supreme Court nomination. And this guy is a complete, absolute supporter of homosexuality. I believe personally that he is a homosexual, but, you know, that's just my opinion. I can't prove that. But he supports everything homosexual. Now, on the other hand, he's against abortion. Now, I know most of the audience is probably against that, too. But this guy is a pro-homosexual by big time. And I mean big time. Matter of fact, just a few weeks ago, he ruled against a middle school that wanted to keep radical homosexual indoctrination out of its classes. And he really? said, no, you got to have that in your classes. Well, well, that that's really good. We, I wrote it down. William Pryor is yeah. his name. Yep. I, I hadn't heard of this guy. I might have fleetingly did that. But uh, um, some, most of the other guys seem like they're pretty good. Let, let's go with this. I really like the fact that you know, uh, the, some of the things he took down off uh, the White House. Oh, website, yeah, absolutely. You know, he took down all the, the homosexual agenda off the website. Doesn't that say or kind of point to where his head's at? Well, yeah, where his head's at. But he's not going to be the one appointing himself to the Supreme Court. You right. know, I mean, you know, so and he may not be aware because, you know, look, 
Trump is one guy. He's a real smart guy. He seems to have a lot of energy, and that's all really good. But this is a humongous job, and I don't expect, I wouldn't expect anybody to be able to keep track of everything, you know, right. about everybody who you, you know, he might not even know who this guy is. Somebody might have just said, hey, here's a conservative. He's against abortion. Okay, fine. Put him on the list. You know, right. I don't know if it's more than that or less than that, but he is on the list, and he needs to be taken off the list. Right, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, um, one thing, though, I, and, you know, having said that, I think that's something that Trump really does recognize about himself. He, you know, when he was going, when he was running for president, they asked him, they, he said, well, I'm going to generally do this. And they kept asking him for specifics, and he did get the specific. His specific was that, well, I am going to get people that are experts in those fields, and I'm going to rely on those people to bring me the best possible thing to do. And that, to me, is, is where I, what I see in his different appointees. Some of them I really don't know that much about. Some of them I know a lot about, like uh, the education, the one for education secretary, uh, secretary, the woman, wants to bring back prayer in the school. And they're doing everything in the world to block her, the Democrats are. Everybody. See, I would like to see a Department of Education nominee that says, well, my goal of being the, uh, you know, the secretary of uh, the Department of Education is to shut down the Department of Education. <laughs> kind of like what uh, I, we have to go to uh, uh, Governor Rick Perry. Now, Governor Rick Perry wanted to do away with the Department of Energy. Uh, during the ele during you know when he was running for president, and uh, guess what post he got the Department of Energy. Yeah, now he loves it, you know, and and well, that, it, that's that, what look, he says to them. But he's you, somebody that dislikes it that much. Don't you think that that would be the person to put in there to change it to where he does like it? Well, I don't know. The Department of Energy is another one of these things, and Carter created it. It you know we. Kids and, and a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, it's a, a part of the government. We can't just get rid of it. Well, you know what? If, if Carter could just make it up, then we can just get rid of it. Just like Homeland Security, we don't need that monstrosity anymore. That right. thing was a mistake, as big a mistake or bigger mistake than Obamacare was. Wasn't that Bush that did Yeah, that? yeah. He, Bush did that, right. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, but— you know, I I still – then I didn't get why they made another police agency. Uh, oh, because, Dan, they said, look, we got all these intelligence agencies, 17 of them, right? So what we need to do is we need to put them all under one big umbrella so they can communicate together and they don't lose things. And how's that working out? <laughs> that ain't working out at all. No. Homeland Security is its own little monster over here. The CIA, is, it's its own little monster over there. The NSA's got their own little building over there. You know, and they're all separate still, and they don't share anything. And it, and it was just another creation of a police state agency. It was a big mistake, and it should be disbanded. We don't need it. We have everything we need. What, what more do we need? We've got a CIA. They're supposed to be gathering intelligence outside the country. Not in the country. We got the FBI, who's supposed to be, you know, getting intelligence within the country. Well, that's she. That's pretty cool. And then we got the NSA, that's supposed to be the eavesdropping, uh, you know, eye in the sky, watching everything. Okay, what what else do we need? Well, then we've got the Department of Defense. How about getting rid of the ATF? Oh, well, they've tried that in the past, and. You see, there's this thing about uh, in, in the federal government, and people are going to love this, too, if you don't already know, that 
in the federal government. So you're an ATF agent. Well, you're a civil servant, right? So right. they decide, well, we're, we're shutting down the ATF. Well, hey, they don't all get fired. You're not allowed. You have to laterally transfer them to another executive branch, uh, uh, another executive branch agency, right? Like, uh, you know, Treasury or uh, the FBI or somebody, right? you got to put them a job over there if you get rid of the ATF. Well, they tried this once, and guess what? Not one other agency in the federal government would accept any ATF agents because they said they're that bad. Right. So instead, they manufactured Waco, the Waco massacre, yeah. and put ATF over there like, oh, well, they got to have them, and look at that. Look at all they did. Look at how much we need them. Look at how effective they are. They killed 80 women and children. We can't do without that. Well, it wasn't, I know we're going back into time, but to me, the, my perspective on Waco is basically that was something pulled by the ATF yep. to justify their existence. Yep. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Uh, okay. We were on the same page. Because right that, before that, you know, the, for the year or two before that, there was serious talk. And and actually a little more than talk. They were doing studies. How are we going to do this? You know, we're going to shut down this agency. You know, and they know the rules. What are we going to do with all these people? Right? So they started putting out feelers to all the other agencies, and there were no takers. Right. We don't want them here. You know? They're that yeah, bad. They're like the guys. DEA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You and know, Uncle people, Sam's own little drug cartel. You know, that's... Uh, you know, thinking about uh, about that, to me, it's so fresh in my mind uh, about what happened at Waco. But yet we have so many people that really don't even know about it. Um, I, I can't believe we've came that far in time already. Yeah, it really has. It's been a long time, though. I mean, but still, it was... It was, it was it was an international crime. Right. Absolutely. And nobody's ever really answered for it, have they? Nope. To my knowledge. No. Um, yeah. It, it, what was it? Well, other than Janet Reno, I think she's dead. I think she's probably answering for it now. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And hopefully, you know, Bill Clinton will be dead soon, and he'll be answering for it then. But as far as answering for it here, no, I don't think so. Well, I hear Clinton and and his lovely wife are fixing to start a, their own uh, TV program, you know, because she's going to run for office again in four years. Yeah, that that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, see, you know, I don't think she's going to live to next year, so, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I don't know how long she's going to live, but she should. I wish she would live out her, the last of her time well, in jail. I'll tell you what, if prayers are answered, she won't be alive long. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, but hey, now, don't get me wrong, folks. You know, I hope she accepts Christ before she dies, but, uh, you know, her time yeah, here should absolutely. be over. I think she has a. And it, not to, to that I'm wishing her on her because I don't really wish death on, you know, in that point, but I'd rather see her go to jail. But I think she does have an underlying health problem that is really deadly serious, you know, um, that they're just not revealing, of course. Well, I'm but, sorry not to be sympathetic, but I, all I can say about that is I hope so. Yeah. Well, you know, we sure don't need the Clintons. And, you know, there's so many things that can be hung on to the Clintons. And Waco's just one of them. Uh, I believe Janet Reno not to be the big. She's a scapegoat. I believe yeah. the one probably came from Hillary herself. 
you know, where, well, how many murders do you get to commit before you get executed? I don't know. the Clint, What's the Clinton's tally up now? Well, for everybody else, it's one, Dan, one. You get one, and then they right. execute you. Right. You know, right. what's the Clinton list now, 60-something? That's what I say. It's just astronomical. And then add Waco to it, because I believe right. that that should be hung on him. Oh, well, I think uh, it should, too. I think I agree with you absolutely. But, you know, I mean, but they're... It's unrealistic, and the Democrats are insane if they think, well, yeah, we'll just wheel Hillary out again. I mean, wasn't this a big enough message? I mean, wasn't this a message that, look, nobody likes her. Even the Democrats didn't like her. Bernie Sanders won the primaries. They stole it from him. They had to steal it from him. They had to shred a million Bernie Sanders votes in California alone. Then in, in Brooklyn's already Brooklyn, New York is being investigated right now because of voter fraud during the primaries of the Democratic Party because they stole it from Bernie Sanders because even the Democrats didn't like Hillary. Right. Right. Wow. Well, look, hey, guess what? Run out of time again. Again? Yeah. Yeah, you just talk too fast is all I can think of. Or not fast <laughs> enough, something, I don't know. Okay, tell them how to find you again. AVRN.TV. Everything you need to know is there about me or the network, so you can figure it out. Um, we got a lot of shows on AVRN, so, you know, uh, I know, you know, folks listening, this is probably your favorite show, but, hey, listen to some of the other, uh, uh, and, hey, our archives have this thing, too, to where, you don't have to actually download the whole show to, okay, let me download this and then find right. out what's on it. You can actually, uh, there's a player right on the uh, right on the site there where you can actually, you know, sample it. You can listen right. to the whole thing if you want right there without downloading it, but it's a good thing to use to sample shows that you're not sure. I don't know if I'm going to like this or not, but let me check yeah, it out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of great programs on AVR. Folks, check them out and share the whole station with other people. That's the big deal. Share, share, share. All right. And, and Dan, I got I to gotta say this. And the stuff you learn on anybody's show, you got to you got to get around you to your neighbors, your family. I know it's tough. I know a lot of them are not on the same page, but you got to keep trying because alternative media cannot do it alone. You got to participate. You got to be involved. You've got to pass the word around within the sphere of your influence. Right. Thanks, right. Dan. All right. Thanks for being on, Frank. Well, uh, folks, I'm going to plug a donation one more time. Any amount will help. If you can make a donation tonight, pray about it. I know if you don't like to to use the computer or donate, you know, with a card, you can send a check or money order. Pray about it. If everybody, like Frank said, had sent a little bit every month, we'd be cured, you know. Okay, <clears throat> we must remember there is only one God, and he is your father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. And you know what? He gave his life for repentant sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, and through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others, and blessings start first with your own family. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, asking you to see his name, that the Father blesses and keeps him, and that his face will shine upon you, and he will be gracious to you and give you peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. 
just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit this 
discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. out just a little bit because uh, Frank's out chasing the chickens. Um, my name is Patrick McGeehan and you're listening to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com. If you're not listening, if you don't want to listen to us, then find another place to listen. But if you are listening to us, you're in for a wonderful evening of, of hope and joy and wonderment and no elves. The elves have been kept away. Um, Adam Bush was already on the air to verify that we're allowing Frank to, to you know, round up the herd. Is that a correct statement? Can you hear me okay, Adam? That is a correct statement. I am here from Antares to fight yellow fat disease. You were, that, was, that was either garbled or you were speaking Antarian. Yeah, you're garbled too, so I don't know what's going on. We have a garbled connection. Dear Francis, we have we, uh, we, uh, in Houston we have a problem. Houston we have a problem. <laughs> well, I, I know that. They can't be an individual, Mike, since it's both of ours. I, I missed that, please. Well, I said it can't be on one of ours because it's on both of ours, so it must be some systemic problem. Well, I've said some really nasty things about Paul Ryan. You know, it could be a subversive activity. Uh, it sounds better now, by the way. You're clearer. Yeah, it's just it's just on occasion you go underwater and try to walk, talk and breathe at the same time. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 
Uh, okay, well, while, while we're waiting for the from the cue from our producer that the rest of the crew has been around of, Dr. Stump is taking the evening off. We've worn him out. He's taking the evening off. Um, and um, It's his girlfriend. He has a new girlfriend, or is it the same one? I, you know, I'm, I really think we should send him a bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, he's, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's 93 years old. He drives his own silly truck. Uh, we walked with a little bit of a swagger, and uh, and John says he's quite handsome. Ah, uh-huh. and he's a doctor. He can deliver his own baby. Uh, Got to watch that silver. I already asked him. He's never been pregnant. Okay. Not once has he been pregnant. How about himself? All right. So we still haven't been we still haven't been given the okay from from Francis. So uh, let's review uh, some of the news of the day. Um, Donald Trump is, and I, I, I heard this only by word of mouth, etc. He assigned the end of geoengineering. He said, tell, tell uh, General Mattis that we want that crap stopped now. You're serious? I, well, hey, it's, it's, it's a rumor. It's word of mouth. But isn't it grand news? If it was true, it would be grand news. Well, Except we, now nanotechnology is even worse. And bioengineering is pretty much defunct now. They're not making any money, so they want to go to nanotech. Well, I learned how to play uh, backgammon years ago. All right. Okay, so the uh, we're still we're still waiting for a cue from our illustrious director and. and no, uh, it, the, the Skype on this thing is so small that I have to get this little mouse over here to read it for me. Pastor, can you hear John? Good evening. John, we can hear you. Oh, guess what? There's somebody else on board. A little nine-year-old girl by the name of Sophie. She's ready and waiting. Where? Where is she? Hello. Say, say hello. Hi. Hi. Now, that this young lady is named Sophia, and we call her Sophia the First. Not Sophia the Great, just Sophia the First. Because in our travels through the galaxy, she was the first little girl who came back. Now, you know, and maybe everybody knows the story, but right now I think what we should do is get Sophie used to us. You know, when was the last time you were in, in a room with a whole bunch of guys over 50, Sophie? Or Sophia, excuse me. Um, I'm not sure. Now, remember, this is a, a nine-year-old girl. I confuse 80-year-old girls when I ask them that question. <laughs> so do you have your trusted mom with you? Yes. And can she speak on the same microphone that you're speaking on? Uh, sure. Let me put you on speaker. All right. Okay. Hold on. Now, excuse me. <clears throat> I, you know, we have relatives who are nine, and they and they don't speak the clearly. <laughs> have you okay, joined us? back. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. We're both here now. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. And and you're speaking to John Panaguti, uh, a pilot. Uh, and and uh, Adam Bergstrom, who's actually from Antares, Sweden, but we do it for, you know to get the aliens to listen. And then oh. myself, Patrick Lee, and Dr. Stump's taking the evening off. But those people mm-hmm. who are listening, if they would like to ask a question of Tammy or Sophia, as long as it's you know a decent, this is a children's show. Um, the the call-in number is one eight hundred. See, I'll start over. One eight hundred nine three two nineteen eighty. Wow. So, 
my question is, what questions does Sophia have of me? Oh, he's asking, do you have any questions for Mr. McGeehan, the man who runs the sulfur study? Oh, um, how's it made? <laughs> Very good. They, they take trees in Louisiana and they process them to sort of get the lignin out of the pine trees, out of the tips of the pine trees, so they can turn it into something that we call rubber, R-U-B-B-E-R. But we use that same stuff and put it in our mouths so that we can make human rubber, so we can be flexible and we can jump up and down and not get bruised. Now, that's that's an off-the-wall answer. And I, Does it give you any idea how it's made? Uh, so he said it's made from pine trees, which you absolutely love pine trees yeah. and pine trees. I always make mm-hmm. some kind of craft out of that. Uh-huh. So it's made from pine trees, and when they process it, they take part of that and make it into the sulfur. And they take the other part and they make it into rubber. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have any other questions? Um, not really. I'm sure I'll think of some during my song or something. Oh, that's right. Oh, you, you, have a, you have a song for us, don't you? Yeah. It's my sulfur it, song. Okay. And, and see, mm-hmm. Sophie's, she's entering the contest. You know, we have a song contest for sulfur. So I want everyone to, you know, ask your little notepads. If you want to vote for Sophia, then you have to write down and vote for Sophia. Uh, and we'll have other songs. We may even have more songs tonight. So I would like to turn the stage over to see if, so, to, excuse me, to Sophia the first and have her sing her song about sulfur. And if she would like to say anything more in introduction, this is a good time to do that. Hey. I'm ready. Okay. All right, here so, we go. <clears throat> so it goes stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, 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 clap, stomp, 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 stomp. Don't take other people's vitamins. Take some sulfur, it will make you grin. Sulfur is my best friend. Sulfur will help me till the end. Sulfur is my best friend. Take some sulfur and live with me while we still have a chance, you see. Let's take some sulfur and live, you see. Sulfur is my best friend. So that's it. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. There's a whole bunch of people in the backyard who are cheering and and clapping. And that's, if I I can take, uh, if Chance McFadden, and uh, and Spike Jones and um, and Big Phil, the organ maker, have just been shamed. That was like, great. That was a fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> really, I am impressed. I think we're going to have to have you. Do an impressionarian too, you know. Well, and and remember, when when I first met Tammy, Sophie was no longer speaking English or Spanish. Wow. <laughs> And now she's writing hit songs. You know, the, the, winner, the winner of the song cast contest gets to go to McDonald's for an all-expense evening with Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> Her eyes are really wide, and she looked at me because we don't we don't eat takeout. <laughs> 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 Neither do no. we in Terry. 
<laughs> Patrick, so I like that. We have one more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You got the stage. Go ahead. And I'll come back. Okay, she had one more that we were working on that I, I was pushing, but she didn't think it was as cool. Oh, yeah, was. joking with me. Okay, so this is now. So, I want everybody who's got their notepad. This is song number two from Sophia and Tammy, the mom. And well, you guys don't let TJ play. What is this? All right. Well, the, uh, you guys. So this is song number two. Don't get them confused. One and number two. This is number two and a one and a two and go. Suffer tastes bad, but it's good for you. I <laughs> just keep repeating it. It's kind of a chant. Suffer tastes bad, but it's good for you. <laughs> it's pretty much a chanting song. <laughs> so I thought that that would be for more of the little boys who don't want to take it. And, you know, it would be fun to kind of get them marching around in the kitchen while you give them a cup or a city or whatever. And, uh, well, and we're trying to get be, them a little uh, involved. <laughs> I thought it was more yeah. of a superhero song. <laughs> well, it is a superhero song. You know, uh, Sophie is not old enough to understand who Mighty Mouse is, you know. But when Mighty Mouse will come flying up through a brick wall or something, in his red cape and in his big M on his chest or whatever, he would say, "Here I come to save the day." A little bitty mouse with a big voice. It was really great, you know. And and it is a superhero song. If we all become healthy, we don't dislike anyone. So if we made you into the mascot, um, Patrick, what color would you like your cape? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Tammy, you know, one thing you mentioned in that second song there was that it tastes bad, but it's good for you. Mm-hmm. But the, the taste, uh, what we've discovered is that people who really need it, who are very short on it, that's why they're objectionable to the taste. But once you get going and get up to par... Uh, you diminish that uh, that distaste. Oh, absolutely. And all the moms that I've talked to, that's been the biggest um, drawback is that it's such a strong taste when you first start up. And it does take a few weeks, I want to say. It takes more than a week to, to get that flavor to kind of subdue so that it's, it's at least palatable. So even yeah. Sophia, I started her on a lot of things when she had a cold and she was stuffy. So that four days later when she felt better and said, this tastes bad, I can say, yeah, honey, but you've been taking it all week and you didn't complain three days ago. So that's kind of what was part of of the jingle, you know, sulfur tastes bad, but it's good for you, is to try to tell the kids it's okay, we know it tastes bad, but this is really good for you, and in a few weeks you're going to feel better, it's going to help you, and, and we just want to keep moving forward with it. Well, actually, right. to follow that line, you know, which uh, you're more in favor of than Sophia is, then uh, it's good for you, and it goes into a laugh, you know, a laugh, 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 laugh. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do a laugh in a song, but, you know, you can still do it. If Cindy Lauper could do it, we could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Tammy, if I may, you just elicited a question when you mentioned about your friends, and I'm, it, it just struck my curiosity they know what you've gone through, you know, with Sophia. What, what, uh, what's their reactions to vaccines and, and the obvious cause of, of problems with it? Uh, are they getting educated, or are they opposed to what your thoughts are or your experience? Um, you know, that's a really tough one. Unfortunately, 
by the time that I talk to moms who have sick children, they've already been, um, I don't want to say damaged because that's oh, not the right word. Oh, go ahead, right word, damaged. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, the, the children have been damaged through the vaccines. Um, as far as my, my immediate friend group, they're amazed at the changes in Sophie and seeing her grow and come back to life. Some of them feel that vaccines were the cause. Some of them, um, we have one family in particular who has an autistic son and he's 10 and he's never been vaccinated. So I still don't have that 100% answer. I know my child was vaccine injured, but that might not be the case for everyone. I don't know the 100% what causes autism. It could be environmental, it could be vaccines, it could be genetics, it could be a combination of everything. I don't know. All I know is what I saw with my daughter. She was fine. She had the DTaP. She did not have MMR. She had the DTaP and she came home that night and her eyes were shaking and they went in opposite directions and she was having trouble walking and within two weeks time, she stopped talking. So I know it was vaccines for her. But I can't answer that question forever. Yeah, but, well, you, you, hang on. I, John, I just have to interrupt. She was a, you expect we adult human beings to listen to a mother and believe her? Do you really expect <laughs> us to do that? Yeah, yeah, especially seeing the experience she's had. Here's the <laughs> And I look for the photographs because uh, uh, Tammy sent them to me. And so there's about six photographs that show Sophia just drowning in fever. And 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 her, and her hair's mm-hmm. all wet, and I mean, she looked she looked like someone had thrown a doll out in the rain, and then went and drug her back in. And you know, and that's when she stopped really communicating. That's when we have a, a failure to communicate. But Tammy, sneaky devil that she was, she called and says, "Well, I'm nursing a one-year-old. Can I take sulfur? Do you remember you didn't say a thing about Sophia?" <laughs> I didn't. I was nervous to give it to her. Um, but to answer the previous question, this was after her 18-month shot. Yeah. Um, and I was. I was nursing uh, my son, and I I had always been the guinea pig, you know, because she had been through so much. I had taken her to a Dan, the Defeat Autism Now doctor, and they gave us all sorts of injections and vitamins and pills, and she would just get so sick, God bless her heart. She'd take all these pills, and she would just vomit. And and I was frustrated and angry at that point. And I said, I'm not going to give her anything else that's going to make her sick. If I can't take it, I'm not going to give it to her. And um, I found this sulfur through a woman at the Weston A. Price Foundation when I was buying the fermented cod liver oil. And I thought, well, if I, I know breast milk is so healthy. If I could take it and pump and she could get it that way, let's see if it makes any difference. Because I was pumping about a bottle a day just for her, just to try to do as much as I could with what I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I did. I gave it to her, and, oh gosh, I want to say maybe three, four days later, she just seemed more alert. She, was, she wasn't quite talking yet. She was babbling, you know, not words, but... Before that, at 18 months, she was in full sentences. I mean, given, you know, she's 18 months. So her sentences were things like, me, Lynn, go park, bye-bye. You know, and she's going, she's going to the park with her Auntie Lynn. Okay, great. Have a good time. So I had given it to her for, I want to say, maybe two or three weeks through the breast milk. And then I thought, you know, this is so good for her. I just, I, I want to want her to have it. So I put it in a bottle. I put her in the rocking chair, and I rocked her and, and gave her the bottle. And, and we've been taking it, you know, ever since. 
And, you know, for those people who, who, who aren't clairvoyant and can't see, uh, Sophia, and Sophia, you, I want you to cover your ears. Don't, don't listen to this. Um, okay. Tammy and, and Freddie have really made a darling, darling little girl. I mean, this little girl is hot. She's just hot. And, you know, and the, uh, because of what her experience has been and, and what we're, we're envisioning in the change of the planet, we just may, may have to make her the Shirley Temple of the ages. Yeah, good, good, I good have to send you some newer pictures. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. I'd love to have. And and I try not. To, I, you know, I don't. I go. I don't try to throw your pictures around unless I think there's a good reason. When I thought I'd lost you, and I had, I sent out an Amber Alert. Where is Tammy? Is where? <laughs> I mean, come on. I was calling the police department in Chicago, saying, "Yeah, she's about five six, five seven, and she's got a small <laughs> boy and a girl with her." And they're trudging through the streets of Chicago in that snow without anybody to help them. Go find them, please. <laughs> you know, and then I got to hold you on the phone. I and, think what Patrick's trying to say is that we had lost touch for um, about two years. Um, my Freddie and I had come to terms that the marriage wasn't good anymore, and I left. And I had a few phone number changes, and now we're more steady, we're more stable, we're so happy. And I, I said, I just keep thinking about him, so I'm going to call him. So I, I touched base with you, I want to say, what, maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago? Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so you have my number now. It's not going to change. We're in Chicago. We're going to stay here. <laughs> and and, and uh, during that conversation, what did uh, young Sophia do while we were on the phone? What were you doing when we were on the phone, Sophie? I think I was, like, drawing or something. I know you were excited to hear that I was talking to, to Patrick again. Like, oh! The, yeah, the Yay. way I remember it, she said, oh, we'd like to be on the radio show again. <laughs> and we go, hey, uh, Adam, we have Adam, we had uh, Adam Dogs locked in the basement, so he has to come on the show. Uh, John is stuck in between flying, so he has to come on the show. Doc Stone's taking the night off. You actually wanted to be on our radio show? Oh, we are we are humbled. She's smiling. She's smiling. Sophie knows that she's very helpful to other people, and she's still on um, the gluten-free, casein-free, organic diet. Mm-hmm. Paleo. Right. It's pretty much a paleo diet. So she feels a little odd sometimes that she's always eating different foods. and But everybody says it smells good and looks good, so I'm happy. Uh-huh. Right. And then when other mm-hmm. moms call us and I say, well, go ahead and talk to them, you know, tell them what you eat and tell them how, how you feel and how good it is. And Did you get a chance to discuss? The mom's the best cook. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Tammy. Did you get a chance to discuss the little girl with encephalitis in Romania with Andrea? No, I have not. Um, to me, someone who's been around, you know, medicine a little bit and who knows what uh, uh, intracranial pressure is all about. Um, this is someone who ran into us via Cruton Romel and South of Mav. And a friend of hers, daughter, had been damaged at birth, not vaccines, just damaged at birth, and she had a drain from her brain into her stomach. And any time she sat up or stood up, it hurt very, very much, and she couldn't do that anymore. So she spends most of the time laying around on the floor. After a month of sulfur, she can sit, stand, dance, and sing. She's 10. Wow. You know, so, you know, we may just have this big collaboration where, you know, the the children who come back get a chance to meet. 
Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. Let me know. We'll be hey, there. Russ, that and we'll just great. we'll all just get drunk and fall off the wagon or something like that. But you know, it's 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 our job to to learn from our children. And I think you've had a remarkable education, Tammy. I have. I have. I had a science background prior to her, but um going through this with her and learning so much more about the way the body works, um, I stumbled across the meaning of her name, and Sophia actually means wisdom, and I thought that was very fitting for her. Mm. I've learned so much from her. Is that in Antarian also, uh, Adam? Yes. Okay. Wisdom. Right. Yeah, wisdom. I mean, uh, I mean, Sophia, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I got my S's mixed up. Mm. Well, I, um, I, I, I tweeted to Donald Trump, and I don't know if you'll see it or anything, but I tweeted to Donald Trump, what will you learn from the Baron? President Trump. Well, what will Donald Trump learn from his 10-year-old son? What will he learn from his son? Mm. You know, I think oh. John Kennedy learned from his son until somebody decided to shoot him. Um, and the, but it's, you know, if you learn, if a teacher learns something from their students, then a parent can learn something from their children. The things they forgot that they learned when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick, you, you mentioned uh, John Kennedy. Now, his son, Patrick Bouvier, he died of, uh, just as a reminder, hyaline membrane poisoning. And the simple solution to that is hydrogen peroxide in the ears, and it would have cleared it up. Now, here the President of the United States, the most powerful man, of course, he's got his allopathic doctors on them, mm-hmm. and they didn't know this. Now, how the hell, some, excuse me, but how somebody... A humble man like me knows this because I read, you know, and unfortunately they didn't have the right doctors. And uh, No, John, John, it's because you're Italian. But I have to tell you, I'm a northern Italian, so there's yes, a difference. Yes, I, I knew that. I knew you weren't any of those southern Italian folks. Um, <laughs> the, the reason they don't know that, because when you mentioned it, I remembered it from junior high school. Well, was the information available then? Because the Internet wasn't, at that time, you know, it wasn't information at the tip of a finger. I mean, even 20 years ago from now, you know, now I can pick up my phone and I can look up anything. Yes, I know, but nay, 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 because, you know, back in the day, there was a guy named Adam Bergstrom who was wandering around the dust-filled libraries and dungeons of the land, looking up that stuff and people still do that they're called librarians you know and and the we're there uh, all the time <laughs> yes it really was i mean you know if you get a chance to talk to uh, uh ramses the former pharaoh of egypt he'll realize well i just didn't look you know i, I was there but i just didn't look i was so mad i didn't look he just could have let the people go and he, he would have had a great reign Patrick, this song's coming on, and this girl singing it, or uh, I'm sorry, the other song that's going to come back, Sophia kind of reminded me of her, some of the song that she was singing. So see if there's a similarity uh, when we come back from the break. We'll see you in five. Thank you.
Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. You've just defended yourself with a gun. There are multiple assailants, and you are really concerned about your legal jeopardy and the resulting media coverage. Was deadly force justified? In your town, the politics of self-defense is not favorable, but at least you're alive and your family is protected. Fortunately, you have Self-Defense Fund, a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney cost per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. back to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on the American Voice Radio Network. Tonight is the 26th of January, 2017, the seventh day of the year of the Trump. 
Now, that may need some explanation to some people, but we won't go there. Um, our special guest is uh, a young girl and her mother uh, who are, you know, they're just regular people. They live in Chicago. Um, they breathe Crime the city. Air. Yeah, pardon? Crime city. <laughs> well, hey, now hang on just a minute. John, what you don't understand is that Sophia happens to be a superhero, and the crime in Chicago will end. Mm-hmm. That was dead air. <laughs> uh, the uh, we'll come back to that. So, uh, but the, you know, the reason that we're we're having this discussion with with uh, Tammy and her and her and her and her dear child is that there was a case of vaccine damage, and you know, and some people don't want you know, some people say, well, they've never been vaccinated. Well, you don't really have to be vaccinated sometimes to have vaccine damage if you can get the heavy metals within you. Let's say you have a, a great propensity to go to the coal mines of uh, Germany and breathe in that r- mercury-rich air. Sometimes it can make you get lost in your own mind. Just like a hypodermic needle in the arm or something like that can do the same thing to some of the people on, on the audience, you know, who are in the audience and who are, who, are partake, who are partaking in the show. I'm trying to be very tactical here. Uh, and, you know, so, but for those people in, who are in Missouri, Sophia is back. Is that a fair statement, Tammy? Absolutely, yes. Okay. And, you know, and wherever she went, we're not going to penalize her. It's not, you know, it wasn't her fault. But we're sure, sure happy that she's back. And uh, anybody who has a, a child that's gone away for one reason or another, even a teenage child who's gotten involved with, you know, with, um, you know, 50s swing music, you know, and they're, and they're drinking Coca-Cola behind the malt shop. You know, I mean, even back that far. I mean, well, this, this could be dangerous. But if we can remember what we learned before kindergarten, in the case of Sophia, what she learned before she was two. Smart kid. I mean, hey, come on. I, I feel like I'm in the presence of very bright people, and I'm just me. So, Well, if I it have, wasn't for you, we wouldn't have all these kids coming back, and I wouldn't have my, my Sophie, my Sophia back. Well, that's I probably wouldn't the, have all my friends. Yeah, that, that, you know, <laughs> but let's, let's, let's figure it out right. I'm just a researcher. I didn't do anything. You did it. You made it available, though. Well, you, I bet you kept you it know, out there. You kept it alive, whoopee, whoopee, and you made it available. Whoopie, whoopie! What are you trying to make me blush? No, I think it's radio. I don't have to blush. It's radio. I can blush for... if I want. <laughs> I'll bl- it's my party. I'll blush if I want. <laughs> hey, Patrick, I, I have to include this, uh, but you alluded earlier to. You know, Sophie, uh, being in this company with all these older men here, these over 50, but we forget that she's a little schoolgirl, and she has school tomorrow, and uh, her mother's asked that uh, we, this is the last half hour we can share with her. So we have limited time with this well, family. Well, I understand that, and, you know, and Tammy can join us if, if you know, if Sophie puts TJ to, to bed, then Sophie can, or Tammy can come back and join us, because there's 7 million mothers According to the National or the the World Health Organization, who have vaccine damaged children, they don't call them vaccine damaged children. They call them autistic. Mm. 
you know, it comes to the early part of the alphabet, so you can forget about when you talk about all the problems of man. Autism is a man-made problem. You know, uh, Tammy didn't go out and, you know, and, and step on a crack and have her daughter go funny. No, a doctor injected her with a vaccine and said, it's okay, she may have a little reaction, but don't worry about it. Yeah, but there's no fault on Tammy's part. I mean, typically, like every mother, they listen to these false deities in the white coat when they say you have to vaccinate your child. Okay, fine, let's go for it, because they didn't have the knowledge. Unfortunately, now Tammy has the knowledge, and she's sharing it with others, which is a beautiful thing. And well, that's what it's yeah, all about, networking. But she's cheating, because she's now seen the benefit. You know, she's been to Missouri. <laughs> Show me state, right. And you know, but it's, um, when people hear of things that are are beneficial, uh, you know, sometimes it, well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, we're hearing it from the mother and the, and the child. And matter of fact, being that we have her only a few minutes before her bed bedtime, um, I want uh, Sophia to ask the questions that she has. I mean, come on, you're nine years old. You have to have questions, and don't ask me where if the sun comes up in the morning because it does. <laughs> Well, I got a question for Sophia. I'd like to find out what her her favorite foods are that she's able to eat. Uh, okay, well, my mom was just cooking some Chinese food because I wanted to try it. So I just had some orange chicken, uh, which is pretty much just oranges and some other spices and chicken. Um, and then there's also beef and broccoli, which is pretty much beef and broccoli and spices. <laughs> so, yeah. I really like those. Mom also uh-huh. made shrimp fried rice, but only the rice is cauliflower. So it's like cauliflower that's rice. Um, you know I didn't what, like that so much, but Mom said she likes yeah. it. So, yeah. Well, happy. Okay, They're I'm celebrating ask real quick. Uh, Chinese New Year at school, so uh-huh. we're mm-hmm. having Chinese food this week to kind of go with the lesson plan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, with the theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know sweet potatoes? Not the song. Do you, are you familiar? Do we eat sweet potatoes? Yes. Or the dancer. Is there a dancer I, named Sweet Potatoes? <laughs> I didn't know there was Probably. a dancer named Sweet Potatoes. In some dimension. See, I mean, I've, I've just learned sweet potatoes. I mean, I'm 70 years old, and I've just learned sweet potatoes. <laughs> Japanese sweet potatoes, and they are delicious. Well, can you get them in locally, or do you have to go to Japan to get those? Uh, we get them locally at the farmer's market from two stalls. Now, I don't think this is fair, and and so and Sophie and Tammy, forgive me for taking this moment, but I I I believe that you're afraid of Oprah, and that's why you haven't told her what we know. Oprah or okra? <laughs> <laughs> you know, back Patrick, Patrick, yeah. a little known fact is one of Columbus's uh, discoveries was uh, sweet potato yams on uh, Hispaniola, which now is Haiti. Um, that's where they first uh, became. We became aware of it in the Western world. Well, do you think the history. difference between sweet potatoes and yams is why those two ends of the island don't get along? Who knows, Factor? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, that may be as simple as it is. If one likes go, the white sweet potatoes and one likes the orange. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it's like, that, it's like that scene from Star Trek when he had one dark side of his face and one white side of his face, and the other guy had a other side dark and white. And they just could not get along. <laughs> All right.
right, now look, <clears throat> the, the, we're not here to entertain Sophia. We're here to answer questions or or help her learn something. So when she does go to school tomorrow, she can say, I'm not a sweet potato. And record her song. It's really good. <laughs> oh, I, I think Frank's already done that. And, you know, and then we'll, we'll ship it down to Nashville, and we'll get Dolly Parton to sing along. We'll get the girls in the back to sing along. And we'll tur- I will turn this into a hit. You know, you guys may have to move uptown in Chicago, Tammy. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we love the museums. We love the lakefront. I would not mind moving from... Uh, we're about two blocks away from Midway Airport right now, so it's very noisy. And tons of planes and trains come all the time. It's like, Sweet! I'm trying to sleep, trains. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think you need I think you need to move uptown. Uh, and you know, we could we could arrange that all expense uh, dinner at uh, Sizzler instead of uh, fast food, if we can get Taylor <laughs> and Justin to agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tammy, it doesn't sound like you would enjoy a lifestyle in, on a farm. <laughs> With the quiet, would probably just drive you nuts. <laughs> no, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, before the divorce, I was in a, a quieter suburb, so I'm, I, I think I'm a little complainy about the noise, but it's okay, you know. Wasn't, didn't your mom grow up on a farm? Excuse me, Tammy, didn't your mom grow up on a farm? Uh, no, well, my my family's from Lithuania. And Lithuania is mostly farmland, so my um, my grandparents did, but myself, okay. no. So I visited in the summers, but uh, I've never actually lived on a farm. You we were friends on a farm, though, right? We just came back from Minnesota, and your yep. friends lived on a farm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. They've experienced that. They yeah. had a great time. They have ducks. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to hold a duck and pet oh, a goose. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And take a walk out on the icy snow. And I got to walk on top of the snow, which that was pretty much just snow that was frozen ice. And I got to eat some snow. <laughs> you ate oh, yeah. snow? The, the air here is not the cleanest, so we don't eat the snow here. Even if it's falling, we don't stick our tongue out and catch the snow. And but there's an old rule, you never eat, yeah, never eat Minnesota. the yellow snow. No. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you know, Tammy, smart cookie now. <laughs> you know, Tammy mentioned about not eating the snow. About two years ago, a friend of mine works, uh, an old friend of mine, uh, lives there and, and works there, and she took a sampling of the snow and had it analyzed. And a lot of the stuff that's in the chemtrails, like aluminum and, and what have you, came out in that mm-hmm. sampling. Very exhaustive Absolutely. study that they did. So. You're and there's correct. a lot of chemtrails here. It, in the summer, it's horrible. You just, you, I used to sit out and back and have my morning coffee, and it was just, yeah. it was like somebody just took a star and just put stars all over, all over the the sky. It was terrible. So I'm not, I'm not happy about um, seeing that so much in the city, and I'm very uncomfortable with being so close to the airport because I think all that extra exhaust from the planes. Yeah might be damaging but she seems to be holding up fairly well and we've been here for about two years now i wanted to party for moving day (laughs) sophia do you like your school you like your school yeah it's pretty cool um it's really cool i thought it would be different and it's actually better so oh, well, now that was before? rude. Your mom homeschooled you, and now it's better? There, right. Wow. <laughs> now, what a, what a compliment, Tammy. 
Tammy, what's your favorite subject that you like studying? Now, Sophia. Tammy. I'm sorry. I'm Tammy. <laughs> Sophia, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's your um, favorite subject? I'm not sure. Like, like, they're teaching me all the same things I already know for science, and social studies is kind of boring. <laughs> oh. But well, I think my favorite subject is kind of science because it's kind of cool. I like science. Oh, wait, no. My favorite is art. It's awesome. I love art. But since we don't have art every day, I just kind of forget about it. But I like art. It's my favorite subject. <laughs> Hang right there. We, we, have, we have a caller who wants to talk to Tammy and Sophie on the phone. Caller, please sign in. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. And Hi, do you have Sophie. a name? Are you allowed to use your name if you wish? You don't have to use your name. You can use your first okay. name. You can use an Hi. alias. Well, my name is Gina Harris, and I have a daughter. Her name is Madeline Harris, and at five and a half months, she got her first set of vaccinations, and she was injured. And that's sad. It is. It is. She is 16 years old now, and it's been a very long road. But I was introduced to Patrick a couple of weeks ago, and we are very hopeful, and we're just very blessed to be able to hear your story. And I would just like to share a story with you, Sophie, about Maddie um, a couple of days ago. Maddie has never picked up a basketball or anything to do with any type of sport. She would always run the other way. And so she goes to school about four hours a day. And a couple of days ago when she was at school, whenever they, whenever they take the kids to the gym, they always like do it secretly because my daughter, Maddie, she will have a meltdown because she does not want to go to the gym. So she obviously knew when they were going to the gym and she said, I want to go to the gym. And so she went, and she got the basketball, and she bounced the basketball, and she shot a hoop. Good job, Bert. You could not have told me that I had won $50 million that day, and I would have been any more happy than I was that day and I just want to tell you that your story is so it's just it's it's so amazing to hear and I'm just so thankful for you sharing your story and Patrick I love the part about how you said we were going to get all the kids together that were lost at first and now they're all healed and able to go, and I think that would just be a marvelous idea. I think that would be just phenomenal. And, Tammy, I really um, I, I know how you feel. I know what happened. I, I know there's just no words to express um, the feeling that you had when you saw your little girl lose where she had already 
accomplished. And by the grace of God, it's it's all back now. And thank you, Patrick, for the sulfur. Hey, thank you, Jeannie, because, you know, you did bring up the the host of the feast, God. Yes, Uh, and, and, And I'm sorry, God does not cause autism. He never has, never will, but man does. And God's Absolutely. never caused Alzheimer's. God's never caused cancer. Uh, God's never caused a bad attitude. That's right. But we, so, we glorious, egocentric men, we're pretty good at it. Yes. <laughs> we definitely are. And, Sophie, I vote for you for the song. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, you, thank you. Got, it sounds like you got a noun vote. Wait till I tell Chance and... And uh, and uh, Professor Honig, that they've got some serious competition, and she's a lot cuter than either of these guys. <laughs> sure she is. <laughs> and I would love to have Maddie on the phone, but Maddie's in bed um, uh-huh. because it's it's almost ten o'clock here, um, whatever time it is. But I'm, I'm just saying that I just I, I wanted to call in and thank you for sharing your story and tammy if your phone's been ringing off the hook it's me i'm calling for you and i want to talk to you <laughs> absolutely okay tomorrow morning i'll I, I have your 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 phone number on a text and i'm sorry i have not gotten back to you i've been busy with a bunch of other things and i'll definitely call you in the morning and, and we'll get together that sounds great that sounds great okay. and again thank you so much thanks everyone well, and I'll thank you. You called. You know, we we didn't call you. You called us. Okay. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to Maddie, and then you know, the, I will. she can listen to the show. It's it's archived. Frank will have it up on the air. She can listen to the show, so okay, she can wonderful. say thank back or hi back to us. Okay, I will let her and, listen to it tomorrow. Okay, and then it's okay. uh, approaching. It's about three minutes to Sophia's bedtime. So, uh, the if if you and your mom record those songs on like a little MP3 player or something, we can send those down to Spike, and we can put an orchestra behind Sophia. I don't think she needs an orchestra behind her. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, there's right people, people, the people in Nashville who need work. Yay! Hi, <laughs> Hey, Patrick. And the next if I... time. Yes, John. If I may, uh, I think we'd all like to hear Sophie say that again. We have a couple minutes. Can she sing that again? Maybe? Is oh, that a, oh. sure. Would you please? Would you please? Yeah. Okay, let's try to. Yeah. Okay, then Dina sounds like she had something else to say before. I did. And okay. the next time we, we do uh, a contest, Sophie, you're going to have some competition because Maddie's going to be in that contest. All right. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is Sophia the first. And I, I didn't know it when I said this the very first time I said it, but there's actually a Disney program called Sophia the first. Oh, yeah. My friend. And that's uh, not, that's not before, our so Sophia. Like, don't send, over and don't send like, your oh, fan letters to that show. Our Sophia is in Chicago, and she's going to sing for you right now. And the cat wants to hear you, too. <laughs> So, on a one and a two and a three. Thump, thump, clap. Thump, 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 thump. Thump, thump, clap. Thump, 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 thump. Don't take other people's vitamins. Take some sofa, it will make you grin. Sofa is my 
can't you see? Let's take some sulfur and live, you see. Sulfur's my best friend. Hip, hip, Great voice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, you know, if, if we can translate this to YouTube, then then people can listen to it, and then they and then you become famous. But you have to agree not to become famous, okay, Sophia? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I actually wanted to be famous. You do, right, but better, yeah. But that's Sophie, good. better than being famous, you'll get the word out, and a lot of people like you will be helped. Hip hip. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And yes. a lot more people will take it and get better. There you go. That's well, hey, you know the the mayor of Chicago may act like a mayor. Yeah, Patrick, that won't happen. I don't care if he took a ton of it. I'm sorry. Oh, stop it, John. You're so Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you and Dick Cheney, you, you still have hope for Dick Cheney. <laughs> I really do. You know, I, I I talked to his attorney after he's got his nose put back on, and he won't go hunting with him. <laughs> Here comes the music. All right. And if, if uh, we'll, we'll see everyone, or almost everyone, in five. Come on we'll back. S- we'll suffer making him a better shot. He walked yeah. very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of but very
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserved or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on American Voice Radio Network. And we just were thrilled by a, a young lady named Sophia uh, who sang for us her song in the song contest for Sulphur. If you didn't hear it, you'll be able to listen to the archives and you vote either Sophie Song 1 or Sophie Song 2, or you can vote for Chance McFadden's song, or you can vote for Phil's, but they're not done. They, after they hear this little girl, they'll be humiliated into doing their best work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's why do we do this? Why do we, why do we drag this little girl out on a, on a school night and make her perform on the radio? Because she has a message to tell us, all children can come back. All children can come back. You know, even if the vaccine or the damage was parents who didn't like them, they can still they can still learn how to love and be loved in return. Is that too sappy for everybody? No. Yeah, I mean, what's what's wrong with a little bit of love? Oh, come on. My goodness. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, the infamous, if not terribly notorious, Spike Jones Seven. You're on the line. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Just excellent. Howard, did you have a chance to hear that performance, sir? Uh, well, I, I was in here working and with the radio on, uh, listening to the show, and I heard that uh, I heard that little ditty, and I'm just thinking, boy, there's a winner right there. Yeah, I mean, hey, we I, I, look out top forty in all nine categories, even even ba- in jungle rock garage bands. <laughs> no, it was a very, very intuitive, uh, very intuitive little tune. Uh, lyrics work; everything works in it. I mean, that's that's very nice. Well, they, uh, and you know, and the, con- and the contest isn't even closed yet. You know, Gina mentioned that uh, Maddie's going to enter a song. You know, there's uh, the fellow we're speaking to is a notorious. Uh, defrauder of musicians. He says, of course we can make you great. We'll make you a star. It'll only take about a week and a half. Give me nine grand. And that's, I'm, I'm, that's not Spike. I wouldn't say that. But he competes with people like that. And there are a lot of people who throw their, they throw their, their wishes on a star and they run into somebody who isn't Spike. And, and, they, and they lead them down the garden path and then they go to drugs and then they become Republicans. Uh, you know, it's, all, all, our heritage is our children. Even Adam has children. I have children. John has children. Uh, Tammy evidently has children, or she's been lying to us. Um, it, and, you know, it's our job to make sure those children don't muck up the future. You know, because we'll be yeah. gone. Christopher Lloyd. Marty, we've got to go back to the future. Your children are destroying everything. Marty, let's go right now. <laughs> we don't need roads where we're going. We'll fly. And we will fly. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd lives here, too, by the way. Well, I... What are we going to have to do? Make you an international <laughs> intergalactic director for the cellular matrix study and get you a robe and horns? Make me other than a hermit. There's there's a funny thing. Uh, one of my old friends from the days of informative youth, and you are are doppel, doppelgangers. Yeah, <laughs> except that he's shorter than you are. Of course, you're taller than most. You're, you know, you're much too tall for an Antarian. I checked the Antarian charts. Ah. 
So you could be even a doppelganger of a doppelganger. Okay, don't accuse me of being a Pleiadian, though. Be careful. No, no, I think I, that would be rude. That would be terribly rude. You know, you're a Pleiadian. We'll, we'll make peace with him eventually. Yeah, the um, and uh, I, I don't think Patrick and Sharon are listening, but you know, I broke into the show. I was in I was in desperation. I could not reach Tammy and Sophia. They had disappeared off the planet. I thought the evil dark lords had kidnapped them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when you called me yesterday, Patrick, uh, your distress was punctuated with with uh, concern, deep concern. So it was I wanted to get Doc Mike on. I wanted Doc Mike to go down into midtown Chicago and Nick and say, Sophia, Tammy. Well, had he not been uh, down in Ecuador, he would have probably gone yeah, check it out. He may have been able to do it. But, you know, the uh, what was interesting is the Lord is in charge. That's right. And Thank you for that. Made, we made contact, and we all heard a song that may be more popular down the road than the silly Coca-Cola song. Do, 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 whatever. I can't even do it now. I've forgotten it. See, I've, I've forgotten that great Coca-Cola song. Imagine people in, in Kiev singing the song you just heard. Imagine people in South Africa singing the song you just heard. Imagine people in Peru singing the song you just heard. It could happen. That was a movie called uh, Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patrick, Tammy's not back yet, is she? No, she's putting uh, she uh, Sophie to bed. Yeah, I know you invited her back by yourself, but, you know, she alluded to uh, uh, a question in her mind because she wasn't sure whether it was the mercury or, you know, something else. And it brought to my attention, uh, and I'm sure she's aware of it, but just for the listening audience, there is more than mercury that's causing autism. That brings up the, the deceased murdered Jeff, Dr. Jeff Bradstreet, because he was working with the Nagalays and GCMAS. Uh, so well, there's another uh yeah, Let me interject. Uh, Gina, who called, uh, Maddie's mom, Maddie was a patient of Dr. Bradstreet's. Oh, really? And the GCMF didn't really bring her back. But we know the sulfur will because we know who's in charge. Hmm. That was so, a, yeah, no, God. Sulfur is just sulfur. Well, that reminds me, Patrick, when I was studying uh, uh, Dr. Bradstreet's work there, he did not have 100% success. No, he didn't. And, and he had a remarkable you know, success. All of our successes are the successes. The people who didn't have success, they didn't call back because they didn't have success. You know, people say, how long will it take? It takes as long as it takes. And how long do you know when it's working? Because sometimes someone has to tell you that your voice has changed, or they ask you if you had a facelift, or they ask you if someone stole your cane, or where's your walker? Why, don't you, or why aren't you in that wheelchair with such a nice wheelchair? With anything, there's never 100% uh, success because they have to follow the instructions. Well, the other thing is, if they take the oath of office to become a senator or congressman, they actually have to take them and vote against us. Well, Adam, you know, that, that, Adam, that brings up another point as far as cancer, because even Kelly, uh, none of them had a 100% cure rate. They still have to follow the directions. Even even if the technique was perfect, they'd have to follow the ter uh, directions. And also, sometimes the medicine might not be in there. You know, right, right. It, things happen. Adam, may I interject? 
certainly from, from that from that great scientific epic, Cool <laughs> and Luke. Uh, what we have here is a failure, failure to, to communicate. <laughs> you know, it's a, I, I worked in a clinical setting for seven years, and I would watch the people, and I sometimes in the same room with the, with the patient as the doctor, and I would listen to what the doctor said to them, and then I would take them by the hand and around the corner and blast them about 2,000 times with a bright flashlight taking photographs of the inside of their eye, and I would ask, now, what did the doctor tell you? Um, which doctor? <laughs> W-I-T-C-H. Well, you know, um, we weren't allowed to give advice, but we told diabetics they had to keep their head above their hearts or they'd become blind, sort of, because they'd bleed into their eye. Those people who took that advice didn't ever come in for us to take photographs of an eye full of blood. It, you know, it's like hydrogen peroxide. How do you, how do you I mean, what, what? What's so important about hydrogen peroxide? It's an antibacterial thing that's really effective on certain things within the neurological system of the brain. You know, and, and we've forgotten that. No, it's not profitable. You can't buy a new Tesla or a new Jaguar or wear alligator shoes if you're curing people. You have to treat them with very expensive treatments. Curing them that will make you on the street begging for food, which is probably where they'll be. I'll tell you, Patrick, just like that song, Nine Million Bicycles in Beijing, that's mm -hmm. a fact. What you said is, is a fact. It's uh, allopathic medicine is not where it's at. No, but, you know, it's, that's not our call. Every person who's listening to our voice or every person who's walking on the planet, they have to make that decision. Do I want to be healthy? And Frank says it so cleverly. Do you want to be healthy or not? You know, out of the words of a producer, do you want to be healthy or not? And then he runs out to feed the chickens. Um, Eight billion people on the planet need sulfur. Now, I'm sorry, that sounds like an opportunity to me. I, John would rather fly hawkers. But for some people who can't fly, it's an opportunity for them. You know, we could get Rahm Emanuel going to the same nice guy class as, as um, Dick Cheney. Dream along with Patrick. Hey, I, I do know that the that the, the black comedy group in Chicago has approached Obama to join them. Oh, that's going to be a, a joke. <laughs> no, hey, I'm Patrick, serious. I, hey, the, the guy that, you know, the, the old original sort of transition stand-up guy whose name I can't remember why, remember, they named the street after him. He died, now there's only three. Well, they need to have four of them, otherwise you've got the three musketeers, and you can't have three black guys because they'll shoot two of them. <laughs> you know, you got to have at least four. You know, hey, he, serious enough, you just go back, and, and, and I, I, I have to say that allopathic medicine works. It works in the, uh, you know, in the emergency room, and a perfect example is Suzanne Summers. Um, what she went through and what her doctor friends, you know, uh, went through. But she did say that chemotherapy works in three areas, and one of them was testicular cancer. And a, and a good example, a former friend of mine, and she was as knowledgeable as we are about alternative medicine, especially when it came to cancer, but her, her middle-aged son came down uh, with uh, testicular cancer, and they went the chemo route uh, and the surgery, and I'm incommunicado, so I don't know how it's working, but I understand it's worked. But uh, you look at Lance Armstrong, and it worked for him. 
and apparently that's one of the areas of cancer. Uh, you guys can back me up on that uh, for the knowledge, but uh, testicular cancer, it works uh, quite well with it. Well, seeing with my son, you, yeah, your son. With my son, it didn't work. I mean, it was five courses of chemotherapy that would bring down uh, a five-ton elephant, uh, you know. And then they said, "Well, it was nice knowing you. Goodbye. You'll be dead pretty soon." And um, in the case of Lance Armstrong, he had a, he had a different type. He has a, a stromal variety instead of a germ cell. His his testicular cancer wasn't attacking all of his growth areas. Where my son was just sort of riddled with them. And, you know, Lance Armstrong, a nice guy, if he would join our club and, and ride under the banner of organic sulfur, he could beat all those other clowns. Because sulfur works. His doping didn't work. He's a good rider. He doesn't need a feather to win a bike race. He's not Dumbo. There's a now, picture, in addition to that, uh, Lance Armstrong had a picture of, of one of his rooms when he was racing. And uh, we saw this. Uh, it's a very expensive machine. It, uh, Doc Mike introduced me to it. That's why we recognized it. Yeah. Um, but it, it it dermally, transdermally, puts ozone into the body. It's a Russian-German invention, very expensive. And uh, uh, so he was also on that. So there was quite a few things he was doing. Well, and, we um, know. and, and he wasn't the only one who was doing it. He just, you know, uh, Greg Lamont who was sort of a wimpy little guy, rode past everybody. And I think he's still young enough that maybe if he would ride with uh, Armstrong and maybe some of the other guys who rode with Armstrong before, all dressed in black, completely dressed in black, except across their butt it says organic sulfur. And as they blaze past everybody else, they don't care what the guys who are handing out the trophies are talking about because they'll be selling organic sulfur along the way. And even the people who love bicycling in Europe will like organic sulfur, and they'll sing along with Sophie. It's my best friend. Now, don't how forget with chemotherapy to read articles like Long-Term Toxicity of Chemotherapy for Testicular Cancer, The Cost of Cure. Yeah. And also, any type of trauma will actually counteract the trauma. That's homeopathic medicine. There have been people cured of cancer by bee stings, and one of the commonest ones is with an esterotic. You take a very caustic material like zinc, uh, whatever they use, burn a hole in, a, in your back with it. In fact, a friend of mine had a hole a foot wide burned in her back, and she was cured of spinal cancer, breast cancer, liver cancer, and other cancers too numerous to mention. I have to interject. You know, that may have hurt so bad she just said, I'm cured of all those things. Thanks, you guys. I'm going to go over here and cry. <laughs> she lived for nine years later, and the doctor who diagnosed her got you got uh, liver cancer. No, uh, yeah. 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 No, lung cancer. She had lung cancer. Lung cancer, and he died within a year, and she still lived. She said she was going to live till she met the love of her life. She met the love of her life and died. She should have shut her mouth. Yeah, a little. Nine a little years later, later, and he died three months later. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to get the Donald to admit that this dying stuff has got to end. <laughs> Good idea. You know, I mean, the it's, we're wasting our GDP on being sick and dying. You know, you show me a, a mortician who doesn't drive a brand new car. <laughs> he's got a he's got a brand new hearse too. Uh, and then you have all these exquisite, I mean, if you want to see an interesting thing, you go into a 
major university into the doctor's parking lot, and you've got about $6 billion worth of expensive automobiles sitting there while the doctor's picking his nose. We need to study really, really old people, not rats and fungus and whatever else they experiment on for uh, longevity. Paul Samus would say that some of the fungi is much older than we are. You know, Adam, you mentioned uh, these things, and there is a practice out there that a lot of naturopaths use, it's bee venom therapy. And for people who are unable to conceive, it works. I mean, my naturopathic doctor in Vermont, this was about 20 years ago, he had about 30, 30 women that he was able to get pregnant with bee venom therapy. And the guy that was the most famous apiarist uh, was Charlie Mraz. And Charlie since died. I mean, I'm going to his funeral, but he was very famous with that. Wrote a book on bee venom therapy. And my son, when he was going to grade school, his school bus driver uh, was severely arthritic, and he was cured by uh, Charlie going to Charlie and getting these bee uh, bee bites. And literally, he just he'd come in there and he put he he test you, you know, the meridians, and he put a magic marker, and that's where. He, and I went out with him one time, went out in the wintertime in the beehives and uh, got bees. And with a long tweezer, he would put that bee in it, sting it, pull it out, kill it, and the stuff is very effective. So anybody who's unable to conceive, uh, they might consider that. Well, now, you know, for those people who don't understand that what their owner's manual says, before God made man, he made all the creepy things and all the flyy things and all the growy things and all the dirt and all the rocks on the planet before us. Yeah. We were an, we were an afterthought. He thought, well, I'll make man, and then we'll make woman too, so they can take care of the place. We've done a horrible job. I'm sorry, we've done. <laughs> Dear Lord, we're sorry. We'll change our ways. Uh, you know, but and, and this 18 years I've been listening to people change their ways, and some of them want to give me some credit. I didn't do anything maybe cajole them into taking sulfur or laugh them into taking sulfur. But no, no, you know, I've been so interested in what it does. I, I get up in the morning wondering, what am I going to learn today? And it's very first, phone, good. first phone call, you probably learned something. Um, almost every phone call. I mean, I, I had a phone call with an old friend of mine today, and I got, you know, he, he pulled that old, well, I can kick your butt routine. And, you know, the you know, twice Irish, Jewish, they don't try so much trouble than Cherokee. Don't ever tell a twice Irish, drop the Jewish Cherokee that you can kick their butt because you can't. Hey, if if Jesse Ventura has dodged three rounds in the ring with me, I must be pretty hot. <laughs> Dream along with me. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm older than he is now. I'm a lot lighter than he is, and as and as Phil said, I am you know float like butterfly, sting like bee. Um, you know the uh, well, dancing is the best exercise you can get. And some guys didn't know how to dance, so they wrestled. And if they just got up off the floor and danced with a girl, they would become so fluid in their biology. Who knows? They may even get lucky. They could even get lucky. By the way, I understand that uh, Jesse Ventura is a good friend of Donald Trump's. That's a good well, thing. 
our connection with Jesse Ventura is hopefully through uh, Susie, who writes the songs in Nashville, who was on the bus with uh, for with um, Willie Nelson for eight years. And I candidly asked her, and I hope she doesn't mind mind me saying this. I said, "Well, did you inhale?" And she said, "I had to breathe." <laughs> <laughs> on the road again. Can't no, wait no, to get on the road about, again. Everybody thinks that Willie Nelson is a real old guy. It's he's a fraud. He's a young guy dressed like an old guy with with pointy cowboy boots. <laughs> and you know now he's got now he's got a son who's really pretty talented. And, and and Willie's saying, hey, this is a we, this could be a family affair. I like it. You know, if we got Bob Dylan on um, sulfur, um, he would look like the ugly kid instead of the old guy. Uh, I mean, because now he's got to be looking like he's an old guy. I remember when he was just an ugly kid. Oh, it's another Jewish kid, you know, from Minnesota. <laughs> he's from Minnesota. <laughs> hey, by the way, before the break, uh, um, you mentioned about God creating men and then women. And if you quote Charlie, uh, you know, Bunker there, um, he made him out of the rib a cheaper cut. <laughs> well, now, I had a hey, plug, I, 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 plug that. I want to apologize. Archie, Archie We're in trouble now. Doc Stump's not here, so I'm the host in charge. Um, I want to apologize to all the women who wore their pink babushkas, to, uh, who went out and, and, and demonstrated about something. John said that as a Catholic, not as a comedian. I'm not a comedian. I don't claim to be a comedian. I already said That's what I just said. Why aren't you listening? <laughs> I mean, look. No, hey, I just like the. Donald, hey, no, think about this. Donald Trump got a whole bunch of girls out in the street. They didn't burn anything. They didn't set anything on fire. They didn't take hostages. They were they were energized by the silly guy with the funny hair. Yeah. They well, may have been mad, Trump. you know, that the season of the witch didn't start. Hillary didn't get Hillary didn't get elected. That's but why they, they were, were traumatized. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. But a lot were, of a lot of countries would not allow that. It's good. You know, when Susie was in Hungary. They forced her to go to vote, but they only had one candidate. Oh, really? Here we have two. We can fight over it. We can demonstrate. We can break windows, whatever we want to do, but it's a free country, and I think we should be glad for it. There's not too much other, too many other countries like it. Well, you know, Joe Honig mentioned, whoops, we're going to music. We'll see you in five. Listen closely to the music. I think it's a good song.
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back. This is the Sulphur Hour Plus One on American Voice Radio dot com. And the I don't I don't think Tammy's coming back and that's not really important. What you know the, the people who are on, on our regular choir, uh John Panagudi, Adam Bergstrom, Doc Stump who's who's on leave, he has relief, he he asks for leave, he's on leave. Uh and anyone else who calls in, if we have one message is <coughs> Dear Donald we elected you so that you would listen to us and not to those politicians and those lobbyists and those wannabe billionaires. See, I like the fact that he picked billionaires because now they're bored with money. They want to play. So if we can have the government having fun instead of trying to kill us off, doesn't that make more sense? A votes from the peanut gallery, please. Well, you're correct, but it's those doggone Democrats and the <laughs> and if they vote, uh, if they get these, uh, you know, appointees uh, passed, I mean, uh, we'll see. Well, um, and, and I thought you would have had a chance to investigate it, you of the rapid fingers, Adam Bergstrom. Uh, I heard from someone who is not as daft as I am that um, Mattis had been told by the, the Donald to tell the clowns who were spraying the world to stop now. It's a military operation, you know. It's how do we get the sun not to kill us? Well, we'll we'll clever ourselves with a big cloud so the sun doesn't kill us. Well, I think they call him. You know, what do they call him? He has a, one of those. I love those the nicknames. Is he Mad Dog Maddox or what? What's his name? Who knows? John, you know. Yeah, Mad Dog Maddox. That's what his nickname. Well, you know, has the best way to keep a mad dog from biting you? Keep him. Keep him happy. Love him. Keep, keep love, him love the dog. Love the dog. If you love him, it's just, it's just in life. If you love the dog, the dog will protect you. That's what that's happened. So, but we're not married to dogs. We're married to women. You know, if uh, if Trump raises tariffs, like you said, it would be good. Because now that Bayer is buying Monsanto, they're not an American company anymore, so they'll be charged extra money. Hello? Okay. Theoretically, theoretically, yeah. but you know they'll probably find some way to get around that. But it is a well, nice thought. Well, no, no, no. Hey, hang on, just a minute. Uh, if you take a three hundred billion dollar company, i.e., Monsanto, and thanks to Stephanie Senate, you trash it into a sixty-six billion dollar company, which Bayer was glad to buy, because see, they started that, and Monsanto didn't even want to play with Bayer, not really. So they were competitors, and now Bayer owns the whole. <laughs> Lock, stock, and barrel, and they started it with aspirin. Yeah, it's still not can I, It's not not consummated yet, but it's getting close. Well, I guess we should vote for it because it's a lot. <laughs> easier, it's a lot easier to vote to boycott Bayer 
than it is things that have Monsanto stuff in it that you don't know about. Yeah, because the Germans are more against that kind of stuff than we are, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, there's, you know, I would, I would never say that Germans are hypocrites. I would never say that. I would never say the Jews are hypocrites. I'd never say the Irish are hypocrites. I'd never say the Italians are hypocrites, ever. And the Swedes can't spell hypocrites, so we won't go there either. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's good for the gander is, is okay if you sell it to the other guys. That's you know, the way it works. The, the, the pilling industry, <laughs> the pill, the machines of pilling and encapsulating, were designed and built in Germany, and you know, and so it's beneficial to take that industry and, and share it with the world. But it's not something that they themselves are really fond of. You know, you you don't you don't you don't find Germans with a a, a, a duffel bag of supplements they take. Most of the time, they can just get along on being ornery or very knowing everything, and they know everything. You because know, it's okay to know everything as long as you're right, as long as you've got the truth on your side. And that, see, we get to bring truth and love into the year 2017. Um, Jeff Sessions will probably be approved, uh, and then they'll be caught in a crack house with a hoe, with one of them hoes, uh, and he'll have to resign, and then we can get Nicholas LaHood to become the, the attorney general, and he will go on national television, and he will say to all the doctors out there, yep. dear doctors who vaccinate, if you do not give full disclosure, i.e. that vaccines cause autism, cancer, Alzheimer's, toenail fungus, and sometimes crooked penises, uh, <laughs> then we will throw you in jail for fraud because you didn't tell them this, and take all of your money on the local level. No federal courts involved. Just take all your money. It's the it's a sheriff of Nottingham. In a perfect yeah. world, I love it. Well, I said, but look, we're doing a movie. It's called Organic Self for the Musical. We can do anything we want. And if we sway just two people, and they talk to two people, <coughs> and they talk to two more people, pretty soon we've got a move. We've got a, a excuse me, a movement. And... We purchased the rights to Charmin toilet paper a little while back. I think it was the best move we ever made. And remember, your product now is one of the few products in the world, supplements, that are not GMO or are not nanotech. Almost everything has switched to that in the industry now. They're making the vitamins we bought at one time are not the same vitamins we bought in the 30s and 40s. No. You're kidding. Biotech all the way. Almost everything. Yeah, nano. Almost everything. And nanotech now, too. In fact, there's organizations to talk, try and stop it. In fact, nanotech is so I'm, – I'm probably wearing socks with nanotech silver in it now. It's all over the place. 335 clothing companies, I think, alone are doing nanotech. And washing machines, laundry machines, all this stuff is unknown what it does. And it's big business. Hey, well, listen, fact, Tony. That's why they that's why they have us label uh yeah. GMOs because they have moved on. <laughs> well there's a guy there's a there's a guy in Canada named Tony Pantelaresco, and he is so opposed to uh nano anything that he's been trying to buy the rights to uh Mork and Mindy so he can get even that nano 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 off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Tony. I'm aware of him doing hey. that. That's great. But here, but here's the thing: even the nano stuff is still made from the same 92 elements that are, that we know of that are naturally occurring. 
Yeah. Except it gives you 10,000 elements. That's the thing about well, nano that is exciting. I, 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 I understand that, but a long elements. time. Yeah. Elements, not, not molecules. But sulfur, in its, in its rare ability to sort of go with the flow, because that's what it's all about, it turns into 10,000 little element sulfators. Excellent. That's why God help us if we ever get nano sulfur. <laughs> uh, sulfur is fine, just like it is. <laughs> um, the uh, you know that's that really is very possible. You can't but, improve on perfection, right? You know, I've I've heard I've overheard God saying that very thing. <laughs> yeah, well, God can't improve on God, so that's uh, and he was arguing with himself. Nothing he was, can't do. He was looking in the pond. Can you imagine God looking in the pond, saying, "God, what do you think?" And God looks back and says, "I don't know. You're a reflection." Well, he's talking to his father. Well, no, he that's that is that's God talking to God. If you're looking in a reflection, God's talking to God. When you look in the mirror, you're talking to the reverse of you. But I don't think there is a reverse of God. There's Lucifer and his band of, of black-hearted guys. Uh, but we've already, got, we've already got tickets for them to go to uh, Jamaica where they do voodoo. And guess what? Lucifer controls half of this country's population that voted for Hillary. Well, I know, but see, they're, they're good people, and, and they can be taught, or they at least can be indulgent in sulfur and learn the evil ways that they had been practicing and the things they were saying. You know, here's... Here's, here's this wonderful man, Paul Ryan, with the, the biggest ears. Bigger, his ears are bigger than Barack Obama's. I didn't even know that. And, and here he's saying, oh, yeah, well, let him eat cake. Yeah, and Marie. And most but, all yeah. of them are on the take. Howard Hughes was bribing both the Democrats and the Republicans. He had Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, B.B. Reboso, all those guys are on the take. He inhaled. Republicans and Democrats, you yeah, know, well, they're all viable. Hughes inhaled and made him paranoid. Jeff Session inhaled and made him paranoid. Richard Nixon inhaled and he really was paranoid. Uh, and the paranoia and the anxiety seems to go away. I had a fellow who called me and says, you know, I've been taking this other brand of sulfur, which I think should be working, and he hasn't been able to rid himself of the anxiety. Now, if you add to that, he's also sort of blind. Uh, but he, you know, he's not. He doesn't want to sit back on his laurels and say, "Well, I'm blind. Can you give me a couple of grand a month so I can fool around with the, with the Korean girls down in Soho?" No, he, you know, he wants to be productive. He wants to get back to life, but he feels like crap. Also, our presidents are kinder these days. Andrew Jackson fought 103 duels. Come on, with guns, with pistols. Seriously, seriously, 103 hey, no of them. <laughs> And you know, if you said something about his wife, you were you know, a dead you're man. In you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, I, I, they weren't, they weren't legally married, so people here, here, made a big deal out of it, and he made a big deal right back. In in our movie, Organic the Soul for the Musical, we can have Andrew Jackson uh, married to Jezebel, and 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 that person who's trying to avoid the hassle, as far as the jewel is concerned, is uh, John the Baptist. Hey Patrick, we got time for a quick question. How much time? I don't have a clock here. Uh, we, oh my goodness, we have Twelve about. Twelve minutes. Yeah, we well actually we don't have quite that much because 
uh, because we have a little less than that. So let's say nine and a half minutes, and we're losing time. So ask your question. <laughs> All right, so I can ask the question, and it's yeah. interesting because, you know, and it's about a, a a puppy, a bulldog puppy that was in my environment for the last couple of days because its owner was the guy, president, giving us the uh, basic induct. But okay. anyways, it had severe malodor, passing gas, which <laughs> animals will do. Now I want to ask. I'm going to let me embellish it with something else. You've all been in, in, into a, a public restroom where the malodor is just overwhelming. And if you got to think about it, you look at John Wayne and uh, Elvis Presley on their autopsies. They have 30, 40 pounds, as I understand it, of uh, blockage in their colon. So ideally, according to the experts, you're supposed to ingest and eliminate within 12 to 24 hours. Most people, a lot of women, they don't go for a week, and the doctors are saying it's normal. But So look what happens with all that food you're eating. Proteins putrefy, fats become rancid, carbohydrates, uh, they ferment, and uh, it's going to malodorous uh, gas. So why would a dog who's got a shorter uh, transit uh, colon than we do as humans, why would it develop? That's the question. Why would it develop this malodorous gas? Because the guy who owns the dog has been feeding it kibbles and hasn't listened to uh, Dr. Broderick on when he was on our show. You know, uh, the dog doesn't get any exercise. It's a, it's a bulldog. It sits around and growls at people. And you know, it really needs to get some exercise, but he's feeding it the kibbles, maybe even from Purina, the great stuff from Karina. And, and, and Dr. Broderick says, well, that's how you kill dogs. As a colonic therapist, there's several explanations to that. One is the chemistry can occur very quickly. Gas doesn't need a long time sometimes to form. The other thing is when an animal or a human poops, not all of it comes out. I can attest to that as a colonic therapist, and there You're have been fecalists over 100 pounds in weight. They removed surgically because they didn't come out. Yeah, exactly. Now, I just thought of something. You mean so we're never in poop stasis, truly? <laughs> Uh -huh. I love it. Right. I love Adam, it. Adam, that's, that's interesting because you've seen this a lot. I've, de I've taken x-rays of colons. We did x-rays, which is a stupid thing to do as I look back, but that's what we did back then. Oh, I know, but it gives you such a good tan. <laughs> it gives your bowel Adam, such a good tan. Adam, did you ever see a normal colon in all those photographs? Because I understand what? that. One, one that uh, didn't sorry? look like something. I saw one normal museum colon, the one that looks like the ones in the anatomy books. No right. other colon, including my own, looked anything Alfred? like any of those. Was it how, old was, how old was that person that had a normal picture? Uh, they were in their 30s, I believe. And most of the people I had were young, remember, because colonic therapy is not something at that time in the, in the 70s that, uh, that elderly people were going to go to. So I got most of the people were under 30 and under 35, you know, yogi students and things like that. Ooh, and their graphic. colons were all messed up, including yeah. mine. I was in my 40s at that time. Mine was a mine was a mess. I hope it's doing better these days. Uh, you know, when I was younger up in Vermont, oh, I went to... Hang on just a minute. Here we have an intergalactic traveler who says, I hope it's doing better these days. I had, to, I had a chance to talk to a really pretty little girl, and I said, well, how's your poop? And she said, it's grand. It's quite exquisite, round and firm and fully packed. And I said, well, fantastic. She's French. I should have told you she's French. She's from France. <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 only in a public vac, 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 bathroom that has one of those quick flushes so you can't see it, 
You can learn a lot from reading the name tags on what's in your poop. That's right. And by the way, I got over a thousand vitamins out of a lady one time. So they do stick in there, she, and they're still pooping. <laughs> and she was constipated, uh, was she? The no, she vitamins? wasn't even constipated. They were just hanging out. You know, they have these mega colons where it stays large, and you just go, just like in a river, you have the tidal areas or the slow areas, and there's a little stream down the middle. The other water doesn't move. Same yeah. thing can happen in the colon. So, Adam, yourself, what's your regime with all that knowledge? Do you still take uh, colonics or... Oh, no. I, I eat on time, and that keeps the food going correctly, which is breakfast should come out at dinner, lunch should come out at breakfast, and dinner should come out at lunch, and that's how my colon works now. Uh, and it works like clockwork then? Like yeah, clockwork. Okay. 7 o'clock in the morning is my first bowel movement. I've got it scheduled. Let, let me remind you guys that our guest was a 9-year-old girl and her mom, whose age is not really relevant, uh, and, um, and and it was it was – like vibrant gal, see, we've done a little vetting on you. We, we've talked to the Russians and we've talked to the to the Median cartel and all that stuff. We know some stuff about you. You don't want us to repeat on the on the on the air. <laughs> but if it wasn't for vibrant gal, this guy that we're talking to would probably be hanging from an Antarian eucalyptus tree by his feet. Well, <laughs> why why is that? Well, because what did he, he, do? he would be, he would he would. He would Walk into a room like I did on the phone the other day and jump into a conversation without any idea and make a comment, and he didn't ask if these guys were carrying guns. Oh. <laughs> okay. You know, how often can you walk into a room, a crowded room with people with guns and say, yes, no, maybe? <laughs> doesn't work too well. No. <laughs> But our biology does if we remember that those are the options, yes, no, maybe. There is no, no. yes, there is no, there's a truth. But there's when it comes to what we do, there's yes, no, maybe. We, you know, there's, we always have a choice. Positive, okay. negative, and flow between them. And yeah, but going we, back to, Adam, what we were discussing there, um, my colonic therapist way up in Vermont when I first started years ago because – I would fast, and they always recommended a clonic, you know, after a seven-day fast. So I found this Dr. Smith, old-time guy, and you, you know, they're 45 minutes, and you start conversing. And the, the one story that I've never forgotten uh, was a young man who could not keep any food down. He would regurgitate. So he gave him a colonic, and, and through the viewing tube, he saw these green little strands coming through, you know. And he questioned him. He queried him. He says, what was your last meal, and what did it consist of, dandelion greens? Obviously, they got somewhere in his colon, packed it, and just drew the door shut. And then anything that came down would just regurgitate. So here he saved his life. The guy was dying. He, he came in as last resort because the allopathics couldn't do anything for him. Well, so he cleaned the colon out, and you know yourself, there's a bunch of people that think all disease originates in the colon. I subscribe to that myself. Well, and, and the, a lot of them do. Yeah, but we know that all all diseases begin in the opinion of man. You know, <laughs> there you, you go. Put, yeah, what you put in your mouth by your, your opinion is why you sometimes walk funny or talk funny or well, don't remember who you are. Or, you're or quoting Samuel Hahnemann, eighteen ten. Yeah, and, um, and I'm just, a, you know, we're just researching sulfur. I don't know squat. Wait a minute, back up. What, what about, now, he was the father of homeopathy. What, what, was, yeah. what are you alluding he, to on, on Samuel Hanneman? 
Uh, he said that the slightest thing can cause a disease. There's no such thing as detoxification. People, there's some homeopaths who believe in detoxification. That's why sulfur does not detoxify. It provides the missing elements. But homeopathy is like if I burn my arm, I don't put ice on it. I put it back in the burning water for a short period of time. It heals in one day instead of three months. Right. Serious burns. I've seen it. It's like and the same thing. Oh, perfect homeopathy. If you, if in the middle of the night, if you get a cramp, you can rub it with a feather. That's allopathic medicine. But if you put more pressure on it, stand up on it. That's homeopathy. It fixes it right away. I guarantee yeah, if you're using that feather, it's like an hour, twenty minutes. You know. Yeah, but you can yeah, get a, you you can get a lot more mileage out of a feather with a girl than you can with a <laughs> in certain places, right? But you know, that's interesting because Hanneman lived 200 years ago, and you talk about detoxing. What toxicities do they have compared to what we have today? Today, it's it's just uh, unbelievable. Worse, they gave them mercury and all kinds of other yeah. stuff too. Remember, that was a regular medicine of the day, heroic medicine they called yeah. it. Yeah. But there yeah. are new things now. And by the way, I do believe sometimes allopathic things work, but a lot of times homeopathy works better. There is, I do believe, in a certain amount of detoxification. But all this urinating, most of medicine, allopathic medicine, is diuretics. And it makes you poop faster, and it blood lets you, and you get your spit out, and all that. Getting stuff out of it that is not going to protect you from a, like a venereal disease, for instance. No matter how clean you are, <laughs> it, but your immunity will protect you from it. I know people right. who have had sex with people who had on a regular basis. This person had AIDS for years, and they never got it, and they should have got it. Well, uh, there was another guy named uh, a guy who played football. He was the same thing. And, and somebody wants to sue him because they got it. Well, they probably got it from someone else. You can have the virus, but if the virus is dormant, it can't jump across the moat and attack the other castle behind its moat. Yep, and if it is a virus, that's still yeah, exactly. up for I mean, hey, it. Exactly. We now, we, we don't care. Now we don't care if it's a virus or, <laughs> or a, a Russian or a British agent or anything. Uh, I am now firmly believed if someone can bring a disease process to us and take sulfur twice a day in a varying amount, that they will not be able to die, even if they're trying to commit suicide with a rubber duck. <laughs> You're questioning what AIDS is. Remember that the United States patent, Xing Shai Lo, U.S. Hey, Army pathologist, and the microplasm. All of our AIDS patients, now 14 years, are still alive. And they were told that they were going to go Xing Shai Loing down the tube. All right. Place that next to all the cancer, uh, especially the 104 or 6 now. End case, going to die tonight or tomorrow, still living. Yeah. So what's the common theme here? Oxygen. Oxygen. Hello. You know, we're going to have to get Sophie to add oxygen to that song. So we are somewhere going to have a little oxygen. Maybe the I think it works for not oxygen, too. I think sulfur does both. So I say sulfur, not oxygen. Ray Peach should discuss the fact that a paper sack can reverse anxiety. And it's go. a perfect example of his carbon dioxide theory. But he has to remember that it's a dance. I've never seen Ray Peach dance. I don't know if he knows how. You know, carbon dioxide and oxygen have to be able to dance. 
religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. You've just defended yourself with a gun. There were multiple assailants, and you were really concerned about your legal jeopardy and the resulting media coverage. Was deadly force justified? In your town, the politics of self-defense is not favorable, but at least you're alive and your family is protected. Fortunately, you have Self-Defense Fund, a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney cost per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Oh, the 
right, good evening all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen, and you are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Thursday, January 26, 2017. It is about nine and a half minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific Time. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. Five four one eight two six zero nine five three five four one eight two six zero nine five three is the call in number. But if you don't want to get your voice on the air but you'd like to participate or you're just lonely and need to socialize, well then head to our website AVRN.TV. Nice and easy. AVRN.TV. When you get there, everything you need to know about this network and me is there. And, like I said, if you'd like to socialize or participate in the show, we have a chat room. If you haven't signed up for it, which amounts to sending me an email and telling me what you want your screen name to be, then you need to do that, and uh, then you'll be able to go in there. So, anyhow. Okay. All right. I'm going to really try to go fast because I've got a man I've got a browser full of things and uh, I need to start getting some of this stuff off my uh, off my browser here Bill Crystal this piece of garbage this guy I I have never liked him and I'll tell you man this this one uh, publication called raw story is a fake news site they quote nothing but the Washington Post. I'm telling you, man, they're setting up. And keep this in mind. The CIA controls the Washington Post, all right? That's what $600 million will buy you, okay? You don't get to own it. You just get to control it. The Washington Post is a CIA front paper, okay? It is a propaganda rag. That's all it is. Bezos is a piece of crap that took $600 million from the CIA, okay, after he bought the Washington Post for only $240 million, $600 million from the CIA. Oh, for what? Uh, to build us a cloud. We want our own cloud, and that's $600 million. $600 million for a cloud? A cloud is a bunch of servers. A cloud? Really? $600 million cloud? Yeah, right. Okay, sure. I believe that. And this just happens to happen after Congress... In the uh, 2013, which was actually 2014 NDAA, put in there that, oh, now the United States is legalized to propagandize the American people. Well, you got to have a newspaper for that, don't you? They already have television networks. Oh, they've got ABC, CNN, NBC. They've got all those. CBS, they've got them. They own them. Why? Well, because you don't start putting stuff in there that we want. Uh, we pull your FCC license. That's what. We'll start fining you. Just like they did during the drug war. You may not remember this, folks. But Congress wrote a law saying, well, as part of your FCC license, you're going to have to you're going to have to donate 
this many minutes every hour, whatever, for an anti-drug message. Right? Or, you know, or, because you could either put it in the ad, you know, the ad, just put an ad in there, or you could write it into the script as long as the script was approved by the federal government. That's right. I've seen this in action. Star Trek, the next generation. Okay? They had a story. It was a good story, but then in the middle of it, this thing, this this piece stuck out like a sore thumb because it was just written in there because of this program. Oh, gee, why would people ever get on drugs? Why would people do but I just don't understand. It's so stupid. Out of nowhere. It didn't fit in the story. It was out of place, and everybody could tell. But they did it because the networks didn't want to give up that advertising money. So, folks, the federal government's been lying to you and propagandizing you for a really long time. Now they just legalized it. So what does the CIA go do? They go buy themselves the Washington Post. But you keep in your name, Bezos, Mr. Baldy, because you know why? Oh, we don't want anybody to really know because, see, we not only wrote this into the NDA, A, because the section that deals with this, they tried to pass on its own, and it wouldn't even get out of committee because everybody was like, are you kidding me? I'm not putting my name on this. This is death you put your name on this. So what they did is they put it in the NDAA, but they didn't just put it in there and say, okay, here it is, part of this. No, no. They waited to the very last copy. It wasn't in there when it went through the House. It wasn't in there when it went through the Senate. But then it was in there when the Senate sent it back to the House so they could, uh, you know, both do the same bill, make them exactly the same. And then they passed it in the middle of the night. You know, I mean, really. So what they've got going on is they've got their own little, now they're out there, of course, yelling and squealing as as loud as they can, pointing all their fingers at everybody else. Eh, fake news, fake news, it's all fake news, they're all fake news, when actually they're the ones with the fake news. Okay? And you can tell. Three people with knowledge of the uh, of the incident. Of course, we're not going to tell you who they are. We're not going to give you their names. We're just going to tell you three people who know about this. Oh, and then make up a big story. Fake news. That's what that is. Listen, you can't name your sources, then it's not news. It's fake news. You're making it up. I don't believe a word any of these networks say. But here's Bill Crystal. What a piece of garbage he is. Uh, Thursday night's Aaron Burnett segment on CNN addressed Steve Banyan's recent comments about the media, namely that it is the opposition party, according to Banyan. I don't know. That sounds pretty accurate to me. I mean, doesn't it to you? They are the opposition party. Every article is against Trump against everything he does, against everything the American people voted for him to do because he's doing stuff he promised to do in his campaign speeches. This is why he got elected. 
The American people elected him because they want him to do the things he said. So now that he's doing it, they're out there bashing Trump. Well, you're not bashing Trump. You're bashing the rest of America. You are the opposition party, and you won't get it through your heads that nobody likes you, and you lost. All your policies are failed policies, and we know what kind of scumbag, communist, New World Order dirtbags you really are. This is pretty obviously pretty stunning, said Burnett. This is one of the men who has the president's ear calling the media the opposition. And doing so repeatedly, CNN correspondent Brian Seltzer called the comments highly inappropriate, suggesting Banyan, a top administration official, was describing the media as the enemy. Well, no crap, Sherlock. You are the enemy. God, all these people, you know, these journalists, and I say that with the biggest air quotes you could ever see. They get out there and they, on the air, clearly are against Trump. Clearly are against all the policies that he wants to do. Clearly supported Hillary Clinton. Clearly were biased and still are. And they've got the nerve to say it's highly inappropriate to talk, call us the enemy. Ha! You are the enemy. Neoconservative political commentator Bill Kristol responded by calling Banyan a sensitive guy. Such a snowflake, really, right? Kristol continued, poor guy. He's in the White House. They've been there five, six days. He's been looking forward to four years. Six months ago, he's editing a fringe website. Now he's in the White House. Yeah, Breitbart's a fringe website? No, the fringe is CNN. Fringe is you. MSNBC is fringe, okay? Nobody even watches you guys. He's so insecure, said Crystal. I mean, his boss Donald Trump is too. All they can do is attack the media. Are you out of your minds? You know the funny thing about these jackasses here? They think that we haven't been watching? That we don't see what they've been doing? That we don't get that they really are the enemy? They have tried to sabotage Trump the whole way? They're, for crying out loud, there's reporters out there tweeting that, oh, uh, maybe somebody should kill Trump. We've got public school teachers in, in Dallas, Texas, taking a water pistol and shooting at Donald Trump, screaming, die, 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 in front of her class. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if anybody had done that in a public school to Obama? Let's talk about insecure for a minute. Dallas ISD has placed Payal Modai. Yeah, Payal Modai, an art teacher at Ameth Adamson at Adamson. Hmm, wherever that is, I guess we're supposed to know what that is. On administrative leave Thursday afternoon. You know what administrative leave means? It means she's still getting paid. A Dallas ISD teacher has been placed on administrative leave by the district for posting a video on social media that shows her shooting a water gun at an image of President Donald Trump and yelling, die, in a classroom. 
An eight-second video was posted to a personal Instagram account on January 20th, the date of Trump's inauguration, showing a woman holding a water gun, pointing it at an image of Trump projected onto a whiteboard and yelling, Die! as she shoots the gun. Gee, and she's on administrative leave. And the Dallas school uh, district says, oh, well, we can't comment about it because it's a personnel issue. This is not a personnel issue. Let's get the Secret Service in there, huh? Man. See, here's this story. According to the report, and this is the echo chamber, okay? This is the Raw Story website. According to a report from the Washington Post, you mean the CIA, three people with knowledge of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay. I read the whole article. There's nothing in there about anybody, and nobody's identified. It's just they're making baseless claims against Donald Trump with nobody. Three people that know, in the know, insiders, secret, we can't tell you. We can't tell you who she is because uh, it's a personnel thing. Folks, the guilty are being protected by the establishment in this country. Oh, man. All right. How about this? You know, and this is one thing Trump's already done that I'm all for, is he stopped shelling out U.S. money to foreign countries for abortions, okay? Planned Parenthood, in their own words, does not offer prenatal care, only abortions. Yeah. Though Planned Parenthood claims that women depend on them for prenatal care, live-action investigators had an incredibly hard time finding facilities that offered it. Though they, though they found plenty offering abortions, Live Action contacted all 41 Planned Parenthood affiliates uh, where undercover recording is permitted by state law. And only five facilities out of 97 said they provided prenatal care. Yeah, so much for uh, Lindsey... Miss Lindsey Graham and all the other ones in there that call themselves Republicans saying, well, you know, it's about women's health because they do way more than abortions. No, they don't do way more than abortions unless you count selling chopped up babies to, uh, you know, organ mills. Then, yeah, they do more than abortions. Yeah, they also sell chopped up baby parts. Whoa, there you go. Yeah, another document shows lists of bonus payments that STEM Express employees receive for specimens. The list shows bonuses of up to $75 per specimen for hearts, brains, and lungs, and up to 35 bucks for kidneys, tongues, and ears. STEM Express employees also had access to patients' private medical records. That sounds like a violation of HIPAA laws to me. In a letter to HHS, Blackburn wrote, the guy who did, was doing this, the 
panel's investigation uncovered a series of business contracts between STEM Express, a tissue procurement business, and several abortion clinics. These contracts included provisions for the payment of fees by STEM Express to the abortion clinic for fetal tissue and maternal blood. STEM Express then resold the fetal tissue and blood to researchers. Wow. Isn't that great? You know, all you folks out there, I mean, really, this is a vicious, evil business. Here's something. Foreigners are dumping U.S. debt at record pace, and our $20 trillion national debt is poised to become a major crisis. Poised to become? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, why worry about it? I mean, really, why worry about it? Just keep printing till the whole wheel, you know, all the wheels fall off. Why not? There's nothing they can do about it. Oh, uh, let's see here. Oh, this is something I was reading. I didn't get all the way through it, but I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do any more of it, but, you know, it's important that you know this whole Pizzagate thing didn't start with some pizza parlor, okay? The Clintons have been protecting child traffickers for many years now. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Clintons aren't just murderers. They also are slave traders, pedophiles, because, well, they're trading in slave children. I wonder why. Oh, I know why, because pedophiles only like children. Well, maybe that's some of the favors that these people were paying Hillary Clinton for when she was in the State Department to give them access to places like Haiti and other poor nations where they can more easily go steal children. It's disgusting, it's criminal, and it's evil. And these are the people that the media, that are whining, that <laughs> Donald Trump's calling us the enemy. That's because you are the enemy. You're covered up for these scumbags, and you're probably all a bunch of pedophiles yourselves. Because why else would you cover up for pedophiles? Well, now here is something that, you know, you may have heard about it before. But you haven't heard enough, because I don't see it every day all the time, and it really ought to be talked about at that level. And that is the student loan crisis. Now, as you all have figured out now, well, golly, everybody's got to go to college or you're a loser, right? Well, you're really not a loser. What you are is somebody who, uh, you know, needs to get to work right away rather than go get drunk for four years at college on mommy and daddy's dime or your own. You see, because they wrecked the economy so bad that mommy and daddy can't send Junior to college anymore like they used to. So now Junior gets to go take out a loan. Yeah, who in their right mind gives somebody who's never had a job in their life and never earned a dime a loan for about 80 grand? Huh? Who in their right mind does something like that? Well, somebody who knows that, well, when you sign your name on that and you create this so-called debt to where we never actually loaned you anything, 
what you've done is you've created that much in credit for us, which we use as an asset. And woohoo! Yeah. See, the federal government loves it because you know what? The student loans, they use all that money owed to them as an asset, as though it was money in the bank. That's right. That's what they do. But the student loan crisis is far worse than we knew. That's right. At more than uh, 1.4 trillion, did you get that trillion? 1.4 trillion in loans that are outstanding. Student loan debt is nearly four times bigger than all the debts of Greece. And you remember what a big news story that was. Oh, my gosh, Greece isn't paying the loans. Oh, my gosh, Greece might go bankrupt. Oh, my gosh, Greece is having financial problems. Oh, my gosh, Greece, Greece, Greece. (laughs) Yeah, guess what? Our student loan debt is four times bigger than Greece. And it's still growing at 20% a year. Woohoo! Worse, the government's own data has showed as much as 30% of this debt isn't being paid or is already in default. Unfortunately, you know what? Those numbers are a little too rosy. That's right. Earlier this month, the government quietly released a memo saying it had overstated student loan repayment rates due to a technical programming area. In other words, well... Obama was still president, and we figured we'd lie to you about it, and uh, now that he's not, we can tell you the truth. That's what that means. The student loan repayment rates were originally released in 2015 as part of the Obama administration's college scorecard. At the time, the journal reported that at 347 colleges and vocational schools, more than half of the students had defaulted or failed to pay down their debt within seven years. Those figures were based on students who were supposed to start repaying loans in 2006 and 2007. Uh, Folks, that's 10 years ago, okay? In September, the department released data tracking students who would have begun repayment in 2007 and 2008, and the number rose to 477. But With the updated number released last week, that number grew to 1,029. Wait a minute. You went from 477 to 1,029? How do you get it that wrong? Oh, it was a technical error. Nobody caught it until Obama left office. (laughs) What a coincidence. Yeah, you read that correctly. At more than 1,000 schools, representing about one quarter of all U.S. colleges and trade schools, more than half of the students have already defaulted or failed to pay even $1 towards those loans within, a seven, within seven years of leaving school. Well, if you haven't paid anything in seven years after you're done with school, you're probably never going to pay anything on it. Across all schools, the data show as many as 40% of borrowers haven't paid a single dollar towards these loans within seven years. Looking at just the past three years, this number jumps to more than half, 54%, suggesting the problem's getting worse, not better. So, in other words, according to the government's own data, at least 40% of this debt, representing more than $500 billion, has been packaged up, securitized, 
and sold to investors as good money. Well, that'll never be paid back. Hmm, what could go wrong with this plan, huh? You're bundling up $500 billion of bad loans, saying it's good. Hey, what could go wrong, huh? And you know what? Do I feel sorry? No, I don't feel sorry. If you're fool enough to buy something like that, then you're good enough to go out of business. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a bit.
since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserved or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
this is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Thursday, January 26, 2017, about 8.41 and a half out here. 541-826-0953 is the call-in number. And you can go to our website, avrn.tv. That'll get you there. And we have several other uh, addresses, uh, you know. I'm not going to give them all out. That's the easy one, avrn.tv. You'll find that we have a chat room. If you'd like to participate, just send me an email. Tell me what you want as your screen name, and that's it. Then you just go there, get the email, go in there, sign in. You're in. You can participate. I'm looking in there right now. They're kind of talking about the weather and, uh, you know, it's snowing somewhere. I'm not sure where, but it's snowing somewhere right now. Anyhow, let's get to some stuff. I still have piles on this. I know somebody's saying piles. Oh, that sounds painful. But no, piles of piles on my uh, computer. Anyhow. Huh. You know, I'm looking at this page, and it's it, it, this is a, uh, why is the dead stream media ignoring these GMO studies? And, and over on the side, there's this little ad here with a shed and these creeps with guns that look like they're from the government. And they said, thank you, preppers, we're taking your food. Well, you know, that's the thing. I mean, really? Dead men aren't going to be thanking me, okay? And that's what they're going to be, or I will. You know, uh, this is the whole thing, folks. As Americans, you've got to get it in your head. You've got to get it in your in your being of who you are, that nobody is taking nothing from me without a fight to the death first. Everybody's got to have that attitude, okay? I mean, doesn't it piss you off that these, I can't say it on the radio, think that they can saddle up? With all their military gear and come on by and say, oh, we're taking this and we're doing that. No, you're not. What you're doing is you're going to be in a hole. You're going in a plastic bag. That's where you're going. Or I am. But you see, the difference between that, folks, is see, you're dying or fighting or killing, whichever way it goes, for something that's yours. They're just doing it for a paycheck. Anyway, despite new research indicating health concerns and conflicts of interest related to genetically modified foods, the corporate media has once again remained silent. Yes, and they're crying that, why is he calling us the enemy? Because he represents the American people and you are the enemy of the American people. You sit there silent while you've got the information, and you don't tell Americans that, oh, by the way, Monsanto's poisoning you. In late December, a series of studies and news stories went largely unreported. Do you know why Monsanto let Bayer buy them? I'm guessing that it's because Monsanto smells a whiff in the air. They smell the storm coming because they know how much they falsified. They know how dangerous this stuff is. And they know we're fixing to find out. And they want out before that happens. So they're going to dump it off to Bayer, a foreign country who can always run home to Germany. 
Well, I say we find out who's in Monsanto and take their names down. And when that does happen, hunt them down. Unreported and ignored by the corporate deadstream media. These reports covered blatant conflicts of interest between the biotechnology corporations promoting genetically modified or engineered products and the so-called researchers and politicians guiding legal policy. There was also the issue of a new study that shows negative health effects with rats who ingest genetically engineered food. This study, effect of genetically modified corn on the jejunal mucosa of adult male albino rat, which was published in the Journal of Experimental and Toxicology Pathology, showed that rats fed GMBT corn, MON810, suffered serious damage to the surface mucous membranes of the jejunum, an important part of the small intestine. The signs of damage went apparently, were apparently only after 90 days, according to the researchers. The study used Monsanto's MON810, AJEB YG, a genetically modified version of AJEB, a local species of corn grown in Egypt. The GM version was created by Monsanto for the Egyptian market. The rats who were on the GM corn consumed MON810 corn as 30% of their diet. The control group had the same amount of non-GMO corn. The GMO corn experienced damage on the finger-like structures within the intestine known as villi, or villi. These villi are responsible for absorbing nutrients from food. The researchers found them to be distorted and flattened. They also found signs of inflammation, disturbed mucosal glands, and congested blood vessels. Consumption of GM corn profoundly alters the jejunal histological microscopic structure, the researchers concluded. Despite this astounding study, there's been little to no mention of its conclusions in the independent or corporate media. The study alone is not hard evidence that the same results will be found in humans, or even necessarily that the genetically modified corn is the sole reason for the damage. But it does absolutely warrant further investigation, especially in light of growing concerns around conflicts of interest. Don't you think? Man, and and the media wonders why the White House is calling them the enemy. I'm calling them the enemy, too. Of course, I've been calling them the enemy long before Donald Trump came uh, to run for president. But, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter who called them at first. These guys are, are just unbelievably criminal. And you know what? If you don't care about rats and you don't care about your animals, and maybe you don't even care about yourself, what about your children? Well, you keep telling everybody it's all for the children. It's all about the children, isn't it? Really? Is it? Because if it was, you'd think you'd stop feeding them poison, huh? Oh, Al Gore's at it again. Yeah, he's he's reissuing his inconvenient truth. <laughs> The only inconvenient truth is he's full of crap. That's the inconvenient truth. Inconvenient for him. But apparently, it doesn't stop him from making lots of money. Uh, Let's see. In his global warming propaganda film, An Inconvenient Truth, Gore spoke of how ice melt 
melt-off could lead to the flooding of low-lying areas, including Manhattan. In fact, nine years ago, he warned of a high probability that the entire North Polar ice cap may well be gone in five years. That was nine years ago. Instead, reports are that Arctic ice is the thickest it has been in 75 years. And Manhattan? Well, it's still dry, even though it's all wet with liberalism, but, you know, it's still dry. Nonetheless, Gore insists in his latest environmental monetizing effort, an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power, (laughs) that Manhattan did in fact end up underwater, as per his warning. Wow. Did you miss that too? Where, Where New York got flooded? It's underwater? How'd that happen? Oh, what's his reasoning? Well, he said Superstorm Sandy caused Big Apple flooding. (laughs) And is that what he meant when he said that the polar ice caps will be gone and Manhattan will be underwater? Is that what he really meant? He really, oh, well, that's what I said. But what I really meant was there was going to be a big storm and there was going to be some flooding. Yes, some flooding from a big storm. Never mind that Manhattan is an island and that parts of its lower section are built on a landfill. Never mind that as Alan Lyons of law office Arndt Fox LL informed in 2010, New York City has 578 miles of waterfront and ranked third in the country in the number of paid flood insurance claims from 1978 to 1983. Hmm. In his new film, Gore still showed Superstorm Sandy footage of water flooding lower Manhattan, including the memorial site and a quote from Governor Andrew Cuomo blaming climate change to prove Al Gore's claim from 11 years ago is true. Oh, my gosh. Do you see? Now, what if a Republican would come out with some crap like that? The media would be crucifying him. They would be tar and feathering him. He would be run out of town on a rail. But Al Gore just keeps on rolling with lie after lie after lie. When clearly nothing he said that was going to happen has actually happened. And you know why? Because the premise behind why it was all going to happen was a big fat lie. So Al Gore could promote carbon credits which is nothing more than another stock market, another commodities market, another market for dirtbags like him to get an inside line on so they can go in there and start trading these credits and making more money off of nothing. It's just... (laughs) You know, and they're complaining, well, uh, uh, you know, uh, Trump is trying to silence government scientists. Well, yeah, he told them, hey, you know what? Stop publishing anything until we can figure out what the hell you people are doing over there. Because government studies are all skewed and everybody knows it. And he's saying no more. You stop pumping out this crap. We're going to figure this out. We're going to fix it. And then you can start doing it again. Because, see, these government scientists are nothing but paid prostitutes who get told, I want you to do a study. I want you to write a scientific paper that says climate change is man-made. These are nothing but scientific prostitutes. 
a disgusting lot that come from a group of Nazis. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Government scientists come from a group of Nazis. Paperclip, yeah, and other things where we decided those terrible, horrible Nazis that needed to be driven off the earth. Well, except for the ones, we're going to move into big, high-paying, fancy government jobs with new identities and fancy, nice houses in affluent neighborhoods. Yeah, except for all of them. You know, the ones that were actually responsible for most of the turmoil. Yeah, that's who the government scientists are. That's where they come from. Here's something petty. Trump hotel staff rushed to save a protester having a heart attack. Uh, really, listen, hotel staffers who crossed protest barricades to treat a heart attack victim outside the Trump International Hotel in Washington this week weekend were treated to jeers and anti-Trump slogans by protesters. Yeah, around 4 p.m. Saturday, a woman protester suffered a heart attack on the street outside the Trump Hotel. The medical emergency sent a hotel staffer sprinting outside with an automated external defibrillator. Protesters held back by crowd control barricades loudly booed the staffer before the man passed the defibrillator to law enforcement. You know what? These these are scumbags right here. And you know what? From now on, I see one of these liberal pieces of crap. And you know what? I was trained at core school. Okay? I have some medical training. And if I see one of these dirtbag libtards dying on the side of the street, I'm not going to lift a finger to help you. Man. Now, here's something, and this is something I'm concerned with. I hope Donald Trump doesn't go down this road, but police across the country are trying to make it a hate crime, get this, to criticize first responders or to resist arrest, even if a person is innocent. According to Louisiana's new law, citizens who criticize first responders can be sentenced to prison for up to six months and given a $500 penalty. If convicted of a felony, they can receive an additional five years and fines up to $5,000. Yeah? Yeah, I want to see how far this goes in the courts. To criticize. What if a cop grabs a protester's arm and they make a movement the cop considers aggressive? A minor disturbing the peace charge could be bumped up to a hate crime. Yep, and once a person is charged with a hate crime, they'll be sentenced to an additional five years. Well, you got two weeks in jail for, uh, you know, what you did, and now you're going to get five years more because it's a hate crime. Newly enacted Oklahoma law makes an assault on any off-duty cop a felony, even if they're acting in self-defense against a drunken off-duty cop. Any physical contact with the cop is considered a felony. Let me tell you what Oklahoma just did here. Oklahoma just made it that, look, if I'm going to have any kind of infraction with a cop, I may as well kill him. You understand that? Because when any physical contact with a cop who may or may not be abusing me is a felony, then you know what? I may as well kill your ass. 
Hey, if I'm already committing a felony, my life is over. So you know what? I might as well end you right now. At least then I don't have a witness because you're dead. I'm telling you, folks, they think they're getting tough on crime. You wait till crime starts getting tough back. And the cops will be squealing just like the media, squealing that everybody thinks we're the enemy. Well, you are the enemy. This is the kind of stuff that makes you the enemy. Yesterday, an Oklahoma woman was charged with inciting violence because she called police pigs. We don't think it's, it was very nice of her to threaten the lives and safety of our clients. Attorney David Kirk said, Police also want to arrest Americans based on sentiment analysis of their tweets. That's right. According to Professor Juan Manuel Corchajado, law enforcement could use the tool to detect threats in areas with concentrations of potentially dangerous people. It's based both on the uh, semantic analysis of messages and historical data of their evolution. Wow. All right, well, you know, if you're going to arrest me for criticizing you again, I may as well kill you. Why bother criticizing you? If I'm going to prison for criticizing you, I may as well go to prison for killing you. And you know what? Better than that, I may as well kill a whole pile of you. How about that? You like where this is going? Keep pushing. Look, I'm all for law and order and, a, you know, a nice civilized society and all that. And we got to have laws and somebody's got to enforce them. But you know what? You can really cross the line, and they have. They have gone way over the line. Oh, darn. Too bad I can't get to this. But, hey, Friday, 2 p.m. tomorrow, this is where I'll start. Ten false fears being deployed as journo-terrorism, weapons of mental destruction against the American people. And there's 10 of them, and they're they're pretty good, man. I think you'll enjoy it. And tomorrow, if you're here at 2 p.m. Pacific time, you'll get to hear them. But until then, I've got to go. Uh, we got great stuff coming up. As a matter of fact, uh, we had a problem uh, Saturday, and uh, Governor America didn't play. But I do have the recording, and it will play now. Uh, right here in a couple of minutes anyway. So stay tuned and listen to that. We got good stuff coming up and I will see you tomorrow.
the political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Documenting the crisis of our republic. Waging war on the new world order. This is Govern America. of the Great Lakes capital city covering all of North America via satellite, cutting through the clutter of the mainstream media and streaming live from FEMA Region 5 and Michigan Planning Region 2. This is Govern America. I'm Darren Weeks, your host here for the next three hours, along with Vicki Davis. Nice to have you with us as we once again document the crisis of our republic, the undermining of our national, state, and individual autonomy. And today is the 21st of January, 2017. As we have a brand new president, brand new week, and it's good to have you folks along with us again on this another another adventure, another ride, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been a very interesting, well, last couple of days for me. I have a family emergency that uh, has been developing over the course of the last few few days, and um, I uh, didn't know if I was going to be able to do the show today. My uh, wife's mother is in the hospital right Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.